so in a world of uh COVID-19 uh uh riots uh viruses uh, uh brutality in many Cuomo. forms Cuomo yes Cuomo uh here at here at American Nerds we, we uh, finally got it boys we looked it over it happened we looked over the hill the fake hills in Miami and we saw Zack Snyder's Justice League on hell HBO Max. finally froze over and you know it it came out not so bad surprisingly enough I'm Vic that's Raul yeah we, that's me <laughs> we make a podcast about movies and goddamn Zack Snyder's Justice League is a very special one for well, a lot of people well not just about movies comic yeah. books TV shows yeah, yeah technically yeah. you know just shit that just comes out of our brains out of nowhere technically all three of those are this movie you know yeah kinda kinda yeah. in a way yeah uh, I uh, first of all Hello, welcome back to the show. It's Hi. March 22nd. It's been a couple of days since we've seen the movie. Actually, we saw it just for, you know, uh, to let you all know. You've, we've seen it together when it came out Thursday night yes, on sir. HBO Max, which is where you can see this movie currently. And I went back and watched the... Okay, before this, I went back and watched the 2017 cut of Justice League in preparation for this movie. Was it a good idea? Not really, but it was an interesting, you know, thing to do and to compare for this episode. But I watched the ultimate saw cut. It, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you saw the ultimate cut of BVS, and I was gonna yeah. say, in terms of this movie, you got to see it again halfway through recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, re- I rewatched it. Uh, got halfway through, fell asleep. I was tired. Uh, don't blame me. Um, but it, no, I mean, it's yeah, a long it's, movie. It's, it's a, a long, long movie. movie, but like, but I, I wasn't, but it's not, I, I didn't fall asleep because of the movie. I just fell asleep because I was just genuinely like pretty exhausted. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I, you know, wrote down some notes of us kind of the little things, uh, just little things here and there about the movie. But, uh, yeah, I was able to catch it again and I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. You know, I really did enjoy it, especially when it comes to, Especially like you know us, we we we've been following these you know this specific universe ever since 2013. You know with Man of Steel to see yeah. that we we finally got some kind of weird closure. Conclusion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, some kind of weird closure where we're, we're with this uh with this universe and uh, yeah, I I really I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I think you did too. Right? You, you enjoyed no. it. No. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> you don't right, put well. words in my mouth. No, no, no. So in um in <laughs> all in all seriousness. <laughs> yeah, you motherfucker. Um in all in all seriousness, I was dreading part of me was dreading, you know, gearing up to uh, you know, the fact that I was going to like gear up and watch a 4-hour movie of a film that just the day before I saw Ooh, the inferior version of, and it was so fucking sad. I, yeah, I know, but you know, let me. I'm almost uh, there with my point. You know, watching it, even though it is four hours long, I feel like it is a very, no pun intended, justified way of telling the story because really, you know, it you kind of need it for not only introducing characters that are actually characters, you know, being and this is their first intro, official introduction into the into the DC universe with this movie. But also yeah. it's it 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 works in the sense that, you know, Zack Snyder really tried to make a Lord of the Rings style epic with this film. And it doesn't feel 
I don't know about you, but it didn't feel slow or like, you know, it didn't feel like it slogged a lot for me. It's also because no. we were watch, like taking taking a couple of breaks here and there when we were watching it, but you know, I I feel like as a whole, the movie is the it's a pretty good movie up until like the very end, technique like structure wise, but it is a uh, I I'm really happy that this thing actually you know surprisingly enough we didn't expect this thing to ever come out and we were very kind of end as in like out. last twenty minutes. Very yeah. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. As in, like the last twenty minutes of a four-hour movie, but like, I, I, I will say, I, I am happy that this thing exists. Not only does this thing exist, but it, it came out to be a, a true, almost uncompromised, uh, vision from Zack Snyder that ended up being probably actually one of his best movies in a while, <laughs> you know. And I, I've, I've grown a little bit sour on Man of Steel over the years, but like, this is an actual good movie. Surprisingly enough, I came out like yeah. pretty impressed with it. Yeah, um, I really, um, I think after you know, kind of following this franchise for so long and having like almost and having Stockholm syndrome for like for like for like a good like fifty percent of uh, of our investment into this franchise. I wouldn't um, say fifty percent, but it was definitely a one-two punch of Suicide Squad and. And uh, Justice League, which I think, oh, well, yeah, well, I, I guess we'll just refer. Yeah. I, I guess we'll refer to as uh, to Justice League to differ the two go, going forward. That's what in I've this been review. doing. Yeah, That's what I've been doing. Uh, yeah. It's with just my, easier. With my time. Yeah, but yeah, um, just like, it, like it, it's, it's definitely it definitely hurt us in that way. You know, where it's yeah, like, no, oh, we thought it was good, but it wasn't. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, like I, like I being invested for so long into into all that, and and like just like kind of kind of seeing where like the fan base has been, where uh, where just like this this niche of the of the superhero uh, industry has gone, you know, being literally in the middle of it, like you kind of have like a lot of context going into this, uh, especially the, you know if you if you're like you know Raul and I who've like been following this for so long, um, and. Kind of you, you kind of go in with a weird expectation, like I, the entire like time. I you know I, I I like I'm always down for a long movie, you know, like I I like as long as it's like justified in this long in it's like you know time frame. Like I mm-hmm. I think uh long movies are are just fine, you know, and I think like you know like like what you said, I think this really does justify uh it's it's four hours with fleshed out scenes uh. Actual characters, out, yeah, fleshed out scenes, real characters that you know you want that you actually care about, and you actually you know like sympathize with, and you and you relate to them in many in many ways, and like included like like some fucking like gr- like greatly fucking expanded on action scenes, the lore fucking just like it, it's literally night and day when you're comparing the two uh when you when you're comparing the two cuts of the movie, you know, with, with, with everything they changed, everything that that like was originally planned and uh I guess like I guess going I right, I guess the best way to like review this movie would be to like go, you know, beat by beat, you know, the plot of it and like just, you know, I've, like as we talk about it, just you know, like talk about little things here and there that like kind of bothered us. You know, we 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 uh we uh what we sh- we we saw that stood out. But uh, do you want to preface preface this with uh I guess like you know <laughs> a very a very bold disclaimer. Yeah, yeah I will. like I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, and you know, I I think 
given that we've been doing this fucking show and we're both, you know, two 20 year olds. We're tired. That are kind that we're tired and, you know, are, you know, kind of so come off as some, as, as crazy <laughs> personality sometimes on this show. I feel like it would be appropriate not just in the show to, either. <laughs> yeah, not just in the show. We're just insane in real life. But yeah. I feel like it would be appropriate for us before we started actually going into this review beat by beat about what we liked and didn't like with this film to preface that what we're saying here is a is um is a reflection of what we think of Zack Snyder's film, not necessarily Zack Snyder as a person. I know we've joked, we've, but you know, it's, it's, it, we could be honest here. We've joked about Zack Snyder as a person from time to time. And we've done some so much. Sh- uh, shows <laughs> on this, uh, when we've done some topics on the show, but you know, I, I, I think it should be because given recent events, I think it should be uh, clear to point out that what we're saying is what we think of the movie, not necessarily what we think of the, of Zack Snyder as a person, because we don't fucking know him as a person. Yeah. You know, we 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 know this silly idea of what we think of him in our minds, but really, you know, and it the only thing that I would have had a problem with with Zack Snyder as of what I thought of him as a person was already kind of resolved a few months ago when he went on Vanity Fair and talked about how, how you know he acknowledges that there's a toxic fan base. You know, there's a toxic section in that Snyder Cut movement that was really, really section. bad. Yeah, that was really, really bad on social media and and obviously and, and really fucked up. But he acknowledged them and said that he doesn't condone those people. I mean, no, he condones those people. He doesn't support those people. He supports the people who had active suicide awareness um, campaigns and fundraisers that also you know, we're in, in, um, we're also made to spread awareness and to support, you know, the Snyder Cut actually being released. That, that's the only thing, like it, you know, to be real for a minute, that was the only thing I've ever had, you know, a problem with as, with Zack Snyder as a person. And that was already resolved months ago. You know? Yeah. And I at agree. this point, yeah. yeah. And, at, and at this point, again, this is just what we think of the film, and this is just what we think of him as a director, you know, applying his talents into this film. Not what we think of him as a person, because we yeah. don't fucking know him, you know? Yeah. He honestly seems yet, like, like a pretty cool guy. <laughs> That's what I've heard for years, you know? Like, yeah, shitty movies aside at times, apparently he's a really good, uh, a really nice person. From, from you know, for, depending on who you ask, or who, you know, gets asked in, in press interviews and shit like that. But yeah, yeah, thought we should make that clear because yeah. you know, a lot of people can't differentiate the two sometimes online, given no, you know yeah. it's online. But yeah, let's we, start uh, this off. Let's start yeah. this off with just you know, I guess with how the movie opens up, which is also you know I didn't oh, I didn't. Oh, well, uh, what well, was it? <laughs> one sec before we do. I also want I also wanted to mention that like uh, our review, like we're we're like these are like our favorite characters of all time. Like, genuinely. All of these characters, in one way or another, have affected, like, our love for comic books in a major way. Yeah, and, like Cyborg's and, dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, obviously, like, Batman, Superman, yeah. The Flash, Wonder Woman. All these characters really affected, like, you know, they really, like, 
uh, affected our love for for you know just this industry and this like and, and all these like different stories in a major way. And when when you know this review is coming literally from a place of love for these characters and you know what we think would be you know uh, best for these this IP going forward. And it also comes from a from a place of you know like. Uh, film criticism, you know, because in the end of the day, cinema is cinema, and I don't know if Zack Snyder considers this cinema. Do you consider this cinema? Uh, look, does this approve the Scorsese? Does this approve the Scorsese? Uh, the Scorsese rating? Like, is this? I I guess we'll. I guess we'll probably elongate that conversation throughout this review. But you know, to some to to summarize my points right now. You know, to uh, to to little like actually to confirm my stance right now on it. I mean, it's 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 as cinematic as what you would expect any movie in a way to be cinematic. I think there are some points that are close to it, just the same way that I feel like some you know other studio films can do that, or like say a Marvel film can do that. Yeah. But you know, it's it's it, it's it's obviously it, it's it's a it's it's a subjective opinion at the end of the day, really. You know, it like. You could, you, you could, you could depend on, you could think of what you think of as, as cinema, you know, depending on what Scorsese thinks of cinema or what you think of cinema. So maybe you could also do both, you know, it's, that's the best thing about having free will in, in, you know, hot take. That's, that's, that's the best thing about having an opinion, you know, and having, free and will. having autonomy. Free will, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what that is. But yeah, let's start this off with how the movie starts off. Yeah. Before, okay. First of all, that little disclaimer that gets memed uh, that got memed a lot in the last couple of days, which is like, yeah, this is presented in a four three format to preserve Zack Snyder's vision. And you know what? Right off the bat, you, I kind of got, I kind of got used to the aspect ratio pretty quickly. No, I like it's it. not really a distracting thing to it's me. It's not at all. No, no. I think more, di- I think more directors should do this with their films, especially if they want to film in IMAX, because you get more picture and you get more of a sense of like, you know, like what what should be in front of the camera like and like yeah. i think i think things like like don't get me wrong like obviously you know we, we, yeah we, we do like nolan here in this show but like fuck the aspect ratio changes in his films have always been up like they get a, like so a annoying thing. some at yeah. times yeah yeah like it, it does get really fucking annoying and to be honest i wouldn't mind at all watching a nolan film completely with the black bars on the side that full picture i think more I know, directors should be open yeah. to this I and you know full disclosure I did poo poo this idea when it was coming out because I was like why this is such a weird thing you know because you never really see it I always like happen a lot of things let's go yeah but I will say you know now that I've seen the film I mean I've understood that whole argument like yeah because he he originally shot this for IMAX IMAX screens and really when you are um when you're translating into other into different aspect uh, no into different screens that aren't IMAX you're basically cutting off the top and the and the bottom of the picture that you're actually watching on your television screen It's one this, of the most annoying film. things when you're watching when you're watching something on Prime or when you're watching something like just on any streaming service and uh, do you remember, remember what happened with Disney Plus and The Simpsons yeah, Just, yeah. They completely fuck up the aspect ratio, and, and then you lose that, at, specific at parts. That, yeah, you you lose specific parts, but like in this case, in that case, it was like actual like background jokes that were you know pretty funny when The Simpsons was funny, which was why it was such a big deal. And I can understand, I I could understand it working in this movie because in this case you are getting the full picture. You're not really, and in a way, like. Even though it is a smaller aspect ratio than what we're used to, you kind of can understand the action better and the choreography a lot better because it's a little tighter. 
you know, it's it, it's not like it's squished in or anything, but it's a in a way it's a little bit more focused. No, you get the full picture, yeah. which I which I really you know I really appreciate, and you can find yeah. like a bunch of really great comparison videos like on YouTube of uh not just like you know the original version of of, of Justice League and like this version, but like of just uh, of just like the specific aspect ratio changes and what you gain from that change. Uh, I know there's like a really good comparison video of uh, watching BVS on IMAX screens. You get so much more uh, of you know uh, uh, of the environments like uh, there's an, uh, I, one of the nightmare sequences in BVS uh, where you get that 361 shot of Batman fighting all those dudes and murdering people. Yeah, um, you get a uh, like um, in the theat- in the regular theatrical uh, version. If you ha- if you didn't see it in IMAX screen, you only really got like that wide shot of you know him fighting all those people. But in the IMAX in the IMAX version, you it expands it up and you see like all the parademons in the sky, like yeah. you know cloud smokes, everything, and like, it just really adds to the like you know the to uh, the vision of what Snyder wanted to do. So yeah, aspect ratios are very important for film. If uh, y'all should shut the fuck up and just enjoy the movie, because <laughs> honestly, it, the, the 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 aspect ratio really doesn't matter. All that really matters is whether or not like the story works, and that's what we're talking about today. So yeah. I mean, yeah, and like even though this isn't, it doesn't really have like a thematic reasoning for it, like something like the lighthouse, you know, for using that sort of aspect ratio and evoking the tension in that story. That's very specific. Yeah. It, it works. Yeah, no, it, it yeah. works in some cases, and you know, surprisingly enough. I was wrong, you know, watching this movie, and I and I understood the reasoning behind that that aspect ratio yeah. change. Uh, but the, you know, the movie starts off officially after that with a prologue, and surprisingly enough, something that I didn't really catch, you know, upon first viewing, and it's in the same format that Snyder followed uh, uh, Man of Steel with with BVS, where it's technically the climatic moment, the climactic moment. From the previous film, but done in a different perspective and in a different, um, uh, not context, but in a, yeah, in a, in a different perspective, yeah. where you start off with the death of Superman from BVS in this one, and his death shouts kind of just reverberate around the world, at, while at the same time awakening the mother boxes, because it it's that powerful, I guess. Yeah, no. Or it's, is it uh, based he... on fear? I know yeah, the parademons kinda... aren't based on fear in this cut, but I don't know if that's the same case no, with the mother boxes. No, 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 that's stupid. No, yeah, that's always been stupid. <laughs> yeah, um, um, I like, I like, I, I don't know. It's kind of, it's weird that like Superman is that powerful for some reason. That's the thing that wakes up the mother boxes. Like, I don't know what the connection is there. I don't really think there is a connection. I think that to be honest, I think this intro sequence was just added in later last minute because, uh. Like, yeah, okay, okay, the introduction of each character uh, in this film is, like, makes more sense, and it's, like, I guess more organic, but to be honest, like, it's, like, let's say, like, just, let's say this cut were to come out in theaters, and we never got Justice League, and, like, immediately it's just a, a shot of Cyborg, you know, like, as if he's always been there. I think that, uh-huh. like, I, I, like, I, I think, like, the way this film was edited is within the context of, yeah, we already seen these characters before. We're just fixing up what we did, you know. That's why I that's why I, I, I want people like to really like differentiate between like this being the original Snyder cut or and this being just a the you know, the vision of Zack Snyder. Because this was not the original uh cut. 
This is not well, I mean, what technically, he originally wanted to do. It was yeah. technically, but it was recut in the context of you know this of uh, of everything that's happened so far. You know. Well, I'll, I'll definitely get into that same argument when we get towards the the nightmare sequences at the end of the film. But yeah, you know, in a way, even though this is dubbed the Snyder cut by many people, or you know, in a semi-official basis. It's technically not really the actual Snyder Cut because, you know, production, go, going back, like, you know, with the production history a few years back, they ba- they kind of started filming or they were gearing up pre-production, starting to film this movie when Batman v Superman was, like, I think, like a month out of the box office and, you know, WB reacted extremely <laughs> With uh, its poor box office report, and you know, obviously the 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 super dour and like fuck and um negative response towards it, that already from the get go, whatever was supposed to be the Snyder cut, what whatever was supposed to be his actual vision for this movie, which some people say were like what cut into two parts, and then part one would have ended well, with like a cliffhanger with three movies, yeah, like a trilogy, but um, te- like. Technically, this would have actually have ended with like a Green Lantern cameo at the end, you know, setting up Darkseid and and shit like that. That all started to change once you know they started once you know uh, Snyder started filming the uh, well. Here's the, the thing: the Justice League. Here's the thing with that. So technically, like, this isn't really the actual Snyder cut in a yeah, way. Yeah, I I mean like Snyder was able to film most of what he wanted to film for the movie. Obviously, like the studio was like, budging in, you know putting in their notes and doing what he needed to do. But, like, for the most part, he was able to film what he wanted to do. But it got to the point where, you know, like, the studio wanted reshoots and they wanted to change things. And, like, Santa just didn't have the willpower, especially with what's been going on with his life at that very moment. You know, he just didn't have that willpower to continue on with that, you know. So... uh, At the same time, it was also, like, a really fucked up... um chance for for wb to just kind of like shoo him out of the project when that happened when it when yeah. is um when he experienced that family tragedy and you know they got josh they hired joss whedon to do the reshoots for that movie yeah. um right yeah. after just like the entire situation that that's gone on with uh with wb and just you know i want to see a documentary uh like a real extra like third party like look into what everything that happened with uh with uh the reshoots of Justice League. Same same thing with Fan Stick. I've always wanted to see a documentary based on that cuz god oh, damn. Okay, so we'll we'll definitely talk about other cuts we would like to see go, um yeah. later on in this episode, but well, I'll, we'll we'll talk about Fan Stick. It'll it'll get its yeah, chance yeah. for a minute. But so, yeah, yeah, Superman, Superman wakes up Superman, the boxes. Sonic screams. Yeah, yeah. He, it just goes yeah. yeah. And like all the yeah. all, all the fucking yeah. boxes start to wake up. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there we have this really cool scene in Themyscira where th- all the women are just like already in stance, but at the same time super fucking freaked out because they don't know what to expect from this mother box being cracked open. Uh, and then right after that, we get we get the Aquaman scene where uh where Bruce meets uh Arthur Curry for the first time in what what's what the fuck where the fuck are they Norway. Uh, I I I I, I think it's Norway, Iceland. Iceland? That's it. Yeah, I Iceland. Think so. Which already right off the bat, you already get the sense of you know the Lord of the Rings style, you know, sense of scale and and epicness that he's trying to put into this. Uh, yeah, with, with him on horseback, you know, trying to find him. But it's a much better introduction to Batman 
you know, tech, uh, like sem, like official introduction to Batman than what we got in 2017 with him flying around with the Parademon and then the Parademon just, you know, exploding by itself, revealing three mother boxes because apparently that's what Parademons do. Yeah, you know, um, it's I it's think, it's uh, it makes for a much more interesting. It, it's a better introduction for the character because it's like you go from beardless Batman in the first moments of the movie to a fully bearded Batman trying to you know walk around Iceland to uh to just find this fish man. It 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 just makes more sense just to have it you know be fully bearded walking around trying to find him. Yeah. No. Um. I think. Uh... I, I I think uh everything that uh that was changed uh like in, in the original cut of the movie uh was kind of a uh, very unnecessary uh especially Ooh, yeah uh, <laughs> especially with all like just like the, with the inclusion of just like random weird jokes that like that like you know kind of make the scene really awkward and like all this especially like uh the confrontation between uh uh Bruce and Arthur they really uh they were really hamming up the the, the like the the jokey parts of uh of that relationship whatever the fuck it was um also there isn't a coincidental giant sketch on the wall of arthur curry and a bunch of mother boxes for yeah, bruce no, to understand it's... oh now i know what a mother box is even though in the theatrical cut because i had to again i had to watch this piece of shit right before i saw this like i you know he he asked diana hey what are mother boxes in the same you know in the same cut like minutes after the fact that he saw them in a in a in iceland with aquaman who kind of already knows what's going on with mother boxes? Which is it's it's weird. It There's just a great make video. There's a great video with with uh, uh, the uh, continuity errors between uh, the both versions of uh, well, well, specifically like the continuity errors of the 2017 the Justice League, and then comparing it to um, uh, the new one. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm sure there is already by this there, point. Yeah, there, no, yeah. yeah, there's a bunch. Um, I I but. will say with this new version of the scene, I like how, you know, even though there is some you know needed moments of levity throughout the film, it's you kind of understand the seriousness, the serious tone, and the dour tone that they kind of have with it. Where it's not too dour compared to BVS, but it's like the right amount, like the necessary no, the, the amount. The tone of is established. The tone is established very clearly. And it's yeah, very, and like, like I guess like it remains consistent. It's throughout. just not even depressing, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, yeah. Even though thing. there are um, there are like jokes sprinkled on like around this, but like they don't feel like out of place. Like they feel mm-hmm. like organic within everything, you know. Um, and and you know I I really do obviously uh prefer how uh how this is treated compared to you know what we got before um you know. Uh, they walk, yeah. So uh, I guess continue on with the movie. What they uh, they talk. Uh, Ben's like uh, Bafflick's like, hey, uh, you know, uh, King Tide. Yeah, we need you. Yeah, and he's and like, you're out of your mind, Bruce Wayne. Then he swims <laughs> away while uh, Icelandic cro- choir sings a fucking sea shanty out of nowhere for like a which, minute and a half. Yeah, it's a bit of a. It's it takes a minute. It takes a while for them to finish that song, and I'm sitting there like. Okay, I get it. This movie is Let's four move hours. On. Yeah. And even though most of it feels justified, this is probably the one big thing I would probably cut out entirely. Because why is there like, like a, why is there a village singing sea shanties as the Aquaman swims away? See, you know? It's things like it's so that, weird. that like 
it's things like that that you can. Sh- that's what I mean by shaving down scenes because there's a bunch of scenes like that that make you just like you know like want to just like uh, like cut it down just a bit because you can really just end off the scene right then and there when uh, when he swims away silently because sh- yeah. that's pretty cool. I actually like that difference between the both cuts where like in the in the original cut he like torpedoes out of uh he torpedoes <laughs> yeah. he just farts in, like, his way water. out of the screen. Yeah, but like in yeah. this one he kinda like silently like, you know, like just like almost disappears, but you see just a trace of him. Yeah, like you don't see him you, you don't see him like fly away like not fly away, like swim away in action. You kinda just see it like a second after it happens. And you just kinda see like the after effect of the water. Right, uh, yeah, when it cuts back to him, which is cool. <laughs> after, uh, after, uh, uh, after that <laughs> scene, uh, uh, they cut to uh, uh, Martha Kent struggling, you know, uh, uh, looking over her par- her, her, her husband and her son's grave, uh, and it's just uh, uh, more clear from her house. <laughs> yeah, more clarification on how Batman refuses to save Martha Kent from financial uh, uh, travesty. You know, <laughs> not yet, at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like he really had to resurrect. He really had to resurrect Superman. <laughs> like, have him, ha- have him, like, do a service for him. Then he saves his mom, his mom's house. Like, he could have done that at any point. I think, I think when you almost kill the man, this should have been like one of the first things you do do. You know. Yeah, because you are. He is technically. It's technically his fault. Because he was so fucking racist in that last movie towards Superman that he got him killed ultimately, <laughs> so it only makes sense for him to, you know, do a good deed and make up for his crimes, which is that should be like the first thing that happens. Like it should be like like at the end of BVS, like just like like let her know like hey you're, you'll be good you're fine yeah you, know, you don't need you don't need like you know you're good like like financially like you're fine you're the house is yours like you really had to wait Bruce four Wayne, fucking hours daddy. yeah like <laughs> like the dude like that's that's pretty fucked to be honest like but yeah. whatever whatever Batman's hilarious in this movie Batman- yeah oh yeah no it, he he's definitely you know a much better and real a more realized character in this cut compared to the Justice League version which i, should I still say, like the BVS version i still I, like the BVS version better i but for I, different I don't reasons. like how i don't like how you know insane he is at times but you know <laughs> I, they, I, it ebbs and flows yeah even though he is t- kind of insane in this film but for other oh reasons oh my god yeah. yeah which you'll get into i will say when uh when when we get that scene of Martha getting kicked out of her house because uh the bank claimed her claimed the the Kent farm mm, excuse me the Kent farm it's 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 much better just seeing that as it as it, by itself as a scene rather than how the original movie opens up or the Justice League uh, uh version opens up with like the flag of the logo and you know yeah. like everybody that's dumb dour song playing. While everybody is just kicking bag like uh, boxes of fruits to let you know oh, yeah. that so, the world so is going mad. It's so <laughs> stupid. No, yeah, no, it's really it, like I, I, I've always hated that like intro because like it, it just, it really just felt like they just like reshot like three scenes, like rearranged some other like shots from different from from different parts of the film, and just like oh here's yeah, let's show off crime. Oh. Uh, a fruit stand gets uh, flipped over. Yeah. yeah, fuck that fruit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck, Stick it to the fuck man. Fuck those oranges, bro. They're stuck. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, Superman's dead. Death to fruits. Death to speaking oranges. Of death, <laughs> yeah, speaking of dead Superman, uh, after uh, yeah, so after Batman refuses to save Martha Kent's uh, uh, house, um, Lois goes off and you know buys coffee for cops at the, and, and at the memorial every day. You know, morning. Yeah, let's talk I about will, Lois a bit. I will Lois say okay, but yeah, because per- perfect segue because really there isn't that much to talk about with Lois in either yeah. cut. She's kind of. She, I, you know, her character is kind of already realized in both versions. She's a grieving wife, and you know, at you know, towards when Superman comes back in the picture, you know, she's that necessary spark that brings Superman back into humanity. And aside from that, there's not that much with her going and- on, which is a bit of a shame. But I kind of, I feel like, even though this movie is is strug- like even though this movie is so long. There are there are going to be some necessary not necessary, but there are going to be some obvious sacrifices in terms of character development when it comes to such an expansive ensemble cast where you have to introduce three of you know actually officially introduce three of the Justice League members in this one movie without having a, a solo feature before it. Yeah, and, and like the thing with like what makes like Lois like sidelined so uh more apparent is I guess like the the films like like the plots like consistent like uh um uh you know drive to make her important you know always saying Lois is the Lois is the key Lois is important Lois is this and it's like you know you're not really oh sorry you're not really right, showing so me that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not really showing me why Lois is the key you know it's not really like it's not really something like that's you know, apparent. You get me? I mean, like, she is kind of the key. Like, she's the key to Superman's humanity, but it's like... Because you have that scene with uh, with her and Martha, which is kind of, like, sweet and sentimental. You know, it's kind of reinforcing the is same... It? Well, that's the thing, because, like, it, it starts off really sweet and sentimental, you know, because it's the both of them remembering Clark and expressing their griefs with each other. But actually, it's the Martian Manhunter... <laughs> Who was technically the general from Man of Steel and BBS okay, so the whole just, time. So we're just going you know? into that already? <laughs> well, okay, because we're, we're just going into Lois for a second. And I feel oh, okay, like yeah. that's just a one... I Out of the things that were that were new to this version of Justice League, it feels like that one introduction... Like, Martian Manhunter could have just easily have been saved for that post credit scene that we get later on the and at the end of the film, rather than, you know... It kind of like retcon the sentimentalness of this sweet Martha Lois scene with her not even being Martha at all and just being a green guy. But I at the same time, like, because I remember I remember what I really liked. One of the things I really liked about the ultimate cut from BVS was that they did do more with that relationship between the general and and uh, and Lois. Mm-hmm. But and, and in a way, you could kind of see it as like, oh, yeah, it's a scene that, you know, reinforces that relationship. But I feel like it's just better if you you know just let it be Martha and not you know the one green guy who kind of just thought he was a a, a fucking terrorist in the it first movie. Just been, <laughs> it could have just been like a separate reshoot, like just have it with the general, you know, Henry uh, of the general character could talking have been that to too, yeah. Lois, and have that be, and then you know goes outside, and then then they just do the generic, you know, for the audience randomly. He just switches into Martian really quick, you know. It's like, yeah. It's like, oh, Lois. Oh. <laughs> having it be Martha, yeah. Having it be Martha just kind of like deflates the the emotional impact. Any impact, yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I, I guess like, 
and that's kind of an interesting like parallel to like you know dichotomy between like what the like this film does better than with not just only like you know the like the original cut of it but like everything with uh with the other versions of the movies uh they uh they like they, like this movie is actually pretty like emotional in many regards especially when oh, yeah. you get into like different characters uh sadly i don't think so much so with lois but characters like cyborg you know cyborg like, especially and flash yeah. who i feel like you know some of the cringiness in both cuts aside has a really strong and relatable emotional through line with you know just his his status in the group but also you know his relationship with his dad who you know it just makes me sad that billy crudup's not going to show up in that flash movie because fuck dude he's so good in anything <laughs> yeah he's he, he's he's just he i mean he's the same he does, basically does the same thing in both cuts but he's he's just as good performance wise yeah uh, it's, no, it's, um... it's sad now fucking in the Flash movie, fucking Maribel Vedu is going to play Flash's mom. I don't think she's going to be in it for that much, though, given, you know, she's technically supposed to be dead. Yeah. So I assume we're just going to have the flashback there. But, like, you know, losing Bully Crudup would be... That's that's going to... That, that, they have to get a really, really good actor you know, to, 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 to replace him. Maggie Gyllenhaal is what, who they should replace him with, basically. Just do another Dark Knight thing. It's like, oh, yeah, you're a, you're a good replacement. Just play his dad. Um, but okay, yeah. Uh, Lois, not that great of a character in either cut. I will say that dumb Martian Manhunter shit aside, that version of the scene is much better in this one compared to the Justice League version because of one singular element, and it's that weird sexual harassment joke that Joss Whedon kind of puts in with the character. What the, with the fuck guy. is up with like jo- with Joss Whedon and like and sexual harassment? Who knows? Sexual <laughs> harassment jokes like like uh, um I uh, You know um, which one I'm talking about, right? When the reporter's like, hey Lois, give me your source, woman. And like he she's like, oh I'll 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 let her know. And she's and he's like, oh I I I assumed he was a she and he just fucks off and it does nothing for the movie. Some weird random piece of humor that not Only just makes that. one person laugh, I guess. <laughs> Not just that. Like, the inclusion of, like, that weird fucking shot from, like, from Gal Gadot's ass of, uh, 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 of like, uh, 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 Barry Allen coming out of the plane with, with Baflick. Um, uh, the one scene in the original cut of uh, Justice League where Aquaman and... Uh, and uh, Gal actually have a conversation. They, like, they, they just include, like, Aquaman and Arthur Curry being, like, a weird flirt with her. And instead, in comparison with like you know what we get with this, you know, like I feel like there's some weird flirtiness in like this version of the film as well. I don't remember with 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 with, uh, with Arthur and Diana when they're grave robbing Clark. You I don't know, think like that was. I don't think well, that okay, was like a flirt. It doesn't come off as like aggressively horny as as I don't you think know, the Justice version does it, but. I, I don't really consider that like any any real like kind of flirtatious thing. I really I, I think that's just like an acknowledgement of their cultures to like kind of just show off that like, hey, at one point, like, you know, we like our people united. Why can't we, you know, and just kind of reinforces that idea. I don't think that was really anything flirtatious or anything like I that. I guess so. I, I guess, you know, because when you see a scene like that, what immediately comes to mind is that, you know, they're technically they, they, they get married in Flashpoint and that leads into a whole fucking war. Yeah, so I would fucking love to see interesting setup with that. I would, I, I would really love to see Jason Moore come back in the Flash movie as like short hair, missing an arm, like in blonde, the eye, red Aquaman. Suit. Yes, yes. 
you fucking just like the comic how... book. Oh, dude, dude, that would that'd be sick. That'd be great. I will say, you know, I I dig any version of what he looked like visually any version of jason momoa's aquaman i've always liked even the weird you know green suit in this movie i i've, I've gotten used to it over the times so it's not my favorite version of it i think the 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 orange classic suit at the end of aquaman oh, is of course perfect but oh yeah you know it's fine to i me, think contextually okay. like it makes contextually it does make sense Oh yeah, he's an Atlantean. Yeah. You know, what I mean, yeah. yeah, I get that. Well, not um, just the Atlantean. He's just, well, he hasn't like fulfilled his role as king yet. So yeah, you know. yeah. But uh, I will say, which I they talk about where... his, his trident too. They actually include yeah. that. Well, I mean, no, yeah, okay, because Zack character. Snyder mentioned it in interviews leading up to the film's release, but they never really explain explain it in the Justice League version of it. They do explain yeah. it in this one that this is his mother's trident and even though he kind of hates his mother for leaving him and all that, which they uh which they do in this version. I I and I feel like like they do it too much in the first half of this movie cuz the first if you were to divide it into two parts just at the the 2 hour mark it wouldn't work. It just cut into two movies. It wouldn't work because the first half is, aside from, like, two cool action set pieces, a bunch of fucking setup, and then the other half would just be all of the payoff. And, you like, know, I... But I don't think say, this works. Like, I, I, I'm sorry for cutting off real quick, but, like, mm. I, I don't think this would work as, like, watching it per parts either. I think this is the kind of thing where, like, mm, you should just I, watch... I don't know. I, I like like at least like the like at least for like most of it I don't think like this is the, I think this is the kind of movie where like you should just like watch uh, until like you can't anymore you stop at a certain yeah. specific break and like you know you you have your break but I think like set like watching this as a mini series like you know I don't think it'd work as well I think like a four hour sitting does work best but I think this could be again recut into something different All right, I I was gonna say yeah like. Because we were both supporting the idea of just having it be, you know, just being a miniseries because that sounded cool in concept. Yeah. But really, when you look at the film as a whole, that wouldn't really make that much sense. And it would kind of just deflate into, oh, what happened in this week's episode of Justice League? Nothing? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be the narrative for like a couple other weeks. It, it makes sense having it just be this one part and... You know, when you're watching the movie, it's separated into parts, and it's like, oh, part three? Okay, I can there are, now. You know, <laughs> there are technically fun. three cuts of Justice League. There are three cuts. What's the third there's, cut that we're not there's, no, mentioning? There's the, the Justice League. There's, yeah, there's the Snyder cut. And then there's the uh, heavily forgotten extended Blu-ray cut that we got uh, when the Blu-ray came out. It was just the extended cut, you know, because the, the idea of a release of standard cut was trying to ramp up after the release of the uh, of the original version. Isn't that and, just uh, with an extra scene of Superman? Yeah, yeah, it was bullshit. Suit? It was bullshit, yeah. but it was technically a recut version of the movie. It was another version, so. It, okay. Technically three cool. cuts. <laughs> and it makes me wonder, hey, I wouldn't mind a fourth cut making this three and a half hours, you know, because <laughs> I think there's a lot you can, you can like, shave down. Maybe not three and a half hours. 345 sounds better. I, I but, don't know, man, because I feel like even though all that setup, even though with all that setup aside, you do kind of need it for this movie to work in some retrospect. I was sure. going to say, back that's, to Aquaman. That's a fair back, argument. That's a fair back argument. Back to Aquaman. Yeah. There are two scenes that kind of just reinforce the same theme of like, oh yeah, Arthur hates the Atlanteans and he hates his mom because he left him with both him talking to Volko and then him talking to Mara. I feel like you could have cut the Volko scene completely because it's the same thing. It just reinforces the same themes that 
you know, his character is currently going through in this film. Even though it is nice to see Willem Dafoe with some really nice luscious locks. Yeah, he looks so be- he looks so much better in I I saw I fucking love Snyder's vision of the Atlanteans. Uh, even though I, I think Atl- Atlantis looks kind of weird, even though I don't think that really is Atlantis. I think those are just like ruins for most of it. I think it's ruins uh, as well. Yeah, but like the actual aesthetics of the armor and like how they look and like kind of this like really rustic feel with the Atlantean, uh, with the Atlantean soldiers. I really, I, I, I've always dug that of uh, Zack Snyder's vision. Uh, yeah, where were we in the timeline? <laughs> well, okay, so I, 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 you know, we already kind of just talked over the, the, the that that set up thing with Aquaman with Foco. I mean, you do get that scene of him saving the dude from um from, you know, getting uh swept up at sea and you have that nice little Jesus shot of Aquaman cuz you know, what's a Snyder movie without some Jesus imagery? There's and... a lot of slow-mo slow-mo shit. Well, yeah, that's another common given when you're watching a Zack Snyder movie. Even though I will say I don't mind, you know, the ones f- that they use for Aquaman in that scene because I've always liked that scene of just the water slowly, you know, devouring him as he's walking Even down he that court. Not, he doesn't give a flying fuck about like, you know, recycling. Hey, hey. Yeah, like he just throws a glass <laughs> bottle into the fucking sea. Like, goddamn, dude, for real, you li- you literally live there, like <laughs> you're killing your own kind. Like, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a joke, but like, just imagine a fish talking down to Aquaman of all people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, and so yeah, after he, that slow motion. Well, I don't yeah. know. I don't know where this is in the timeline now. I think it's actually after this I, scene. I've written down I think here it's before this. What we talked about, but you know, we have Wonder Woman, uh, and we have the extended sequence of her introduction the into the film with yeah. the bombing. Which you know, either way you slice it, that didn't. That wasn't intended as a pun, but either way you, you slice it, I feel like just a terrorist showing up and being like, oh, sad boy, time to die because the world is a fuck, you know, like, yeah. that, whole, like that whole punk t-shirt. Like, they, 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 they suck regardless, but I will say in this version, it is really nice seeing Gal Gadot beat murdering the people. living hell out of people and like nope. actually literally murder murdering some, yeah. some fucking terrorist, which is insane. Like, I guess, I guess uh, which by the way... Uh, I guess a little bit of spoil- spoiler for this, for this, but like, uh, Baffleck never kills anybody in this film, which is really nice. Uh, I kind of well, like he kills the- he kills some things. He kills sure, aliens a pair of demons, in this movie. sure, but they don't count. They don't count. They're not real. Uh, they're <laughs> not fucking real xenophobe? What? They're not real people. <laughs> hey, am I wrong? <laughs> they're not. Well, I mean, they're tech. They're you know, if you want to boil it down, they're technically CGI monsters. Yeah. They're not really Whatever. anything. Yeah, 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 but whatever. You know what I mean. I really appreciate that, like Zack Snyder just like like lets Wonder Woman just murder people because why the fuck wouldn't she? Well, yeah, well, she's she a warrior. From... It makes yeah. sense. No, and you a know, Greek see, warrior he's... at that. Oh, her, well, her, Greek her, or Israeli? Because her... that fucking theme song starts playing up every single time she shows up. You know what it yeah, sounds the ancient like? Ancient lamentations, and it's like, oh, it's... I don't know if I feel like a war's coming on. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> that track from. Uh, it sounds like that track from the Phantom Pain. I was thinking the same thing or like some shit from the movie Babel, you know, like it it feels like a track you would hear from it it feels like a track you would hear from uh, Black Hawk Down or something like that. And it like it's not like it doesn't work for Wonder Woman. It's just the problem is you hear it so much to the point that it kind of becomes a joke where it's like, oh, Wonder Woman has a sword. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) 
like as she's literally too. yeah as she's literally throwing a man across the uh, across the building and his head splatters when he collides with the wall and the and you know not alfred but you know dude with a weird top hat doomer guy is basically obliterated <laughs> like like kind of hilariously yeah. too when you have that slow panning shot of the hat dude his skin melted off it had to down. have Oh no, he eviscerated. He went like fucking Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, or, you know, yeah. Cyborg's dad later on in this movie. He just he just evap- vaporized. <laughs> You're like like gone. Yeah. Which and then I find after really that, funny afterwards, where the Wait, girl yeah. like he, he yeah, becomes, she confronts the little girl who's obviously traumatized by the whole event, and she's like, "I want to, I, I want to like murder people. Someday? I want to murder yeah. people just like you." <laughs> validating, validating like the fucking the. Don't get me wrong, the necessary death of that man, but yeah, <laughs> but goddamn. You know, it's pretty funny. God, yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to be like you, Wonder Woman. A murderer? Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, after that, we get what? What do we get right after? Hold on, this? I, I have. I, hold on, I have this written down. Wait. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, no, we get the Themyscira scene, don't we? Um. Yeah. Yeah. So the Amazons defend okay. the mother box against Steppenwolf. Uh, they scream out, "We have no fear!" Line. Because uh, uh, because we definitely have to show and tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like you know the Amazon the Amazonians are like you know uh, boiled down to just cheerleaders at this point. Why not? But uh, well, not necessarily. Like they're they're still it's, strong, it's just a funny people. No, yeah, but it's just a funny. Yeah. We have no fear. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. It it, yeah. it's, it feels like a trailer line in a way. It, which yeah. obviously, which funny enough, they did put in one of the trailers for this movie. Yeah, no, it's it's just me being cynical. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So like, Steppenwolf comes in, and you get your first shot of like his new design in the film, which looks really good. The first introduction shot of him looks pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. It still is... kind of CG is still like not amazing, but like the design itself, the way it moves, and like the mechanics of it, I, I really fuck with it. Yeah, I mean, like it's silly. To, it's silly to look at. But yeah. I, I kind of like the weird chrome <laughs> aesthetic that they have with it. And it's definitely leagues better than what we got in 2017, where it looked like a fucking glorified um, Reaper from Gears or some shit from the PS2 dude, literally, or something. Like, it looks dude, like a PS2 villain he in actually, that version. I actually appreciate that he's huge in this one. Like, he's actually oh, physically yeah. imposing. Because, fuck, the other one was literally was built like an NBA player. Like, yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't that big. <laughs> He was like the same size as them, and then like in terms of bulkiness, he definitely didn't have. He, he definitely wasn't as thick as this one. He just looked like a weird it, knight. Like it, it wasn't yeah, cool. No. Yeah, like a weird PS2 villain from like I don't know Jack and Daxter or some shit. No, not Jack and Daxter, but you know what I mean. It's, it's weird. It it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't it definitely doesn't you know give you the stance of oh this is an intimidating sci-fi villain or no CGI sci-fi villain. Definitely I do not. like I I you know like visually it's not great, but I do like. The intention behind his design. I like his new voice. And, you know, I, I guess we'll get into this more as, as we go along with this recap of the movie. But he has a much better and clearer arc in this film than oh, wanting, yeah, the, wanting to stick his alien dick inside the mother box. Yeah. You know, screaming mother like dancing. Yeah. I kept saying that while we were watching the movie. <laughs> Every time something happens, just mother. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God he doesn't even say it once perfectly, which is yeah. great. Good for so, him. Not perfectly, yeah. Which is a great thing that they did with this one. Yeah. I don't know, like he Snyder's gone on record with by saying that he's never seen the Justice League cut, but 
part of me. I don't believe him. Part of me doesn't believe him. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, okay. Part of me does and doesn't believe him because there's there a are hate some watching that, there. There's a hate yeah, watching no, there somewhere. <laughs> well, okay. The, so the story goes. You, you. I, I assume we both know the story, but for people who don't know, um, Emma. Uh, no, sorry. Deborah Snyder, his wife, and Christopher Nolan. Oh yeah. This this going off of a Vanity Fair article that came out like a month ago. Uh, they the story goes that they went and saw the cut that was released in 2017, the Justice League version, and came out of the screening going up to Zack saying, "You can never see this film. Like for your own sake, do not watch this fucking movie because it was it was a complete butcher uh, of a complete botched butchering of what he set out to do originally." And given with Steppenwolf's arc, that's definitely one you know spot in it. He's not the best villain ever you know but he he has an arc that's actually kind of relatable which is basically uh new god's middle management trying to appease and get the attention of his bigger boss which is dark side who is also a very very present thing in this movie yeah you know not not in right in the flesh all the time but you the 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 looming threat of dark side is a consistent thing in this movie and i appreciate it for it I appreciate oh, yeah. this version more for that. It's super uh, apparent uh, the way they. Uh, it's super apparent, like the way they 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 uh, flesh him out. Like he's definitely like an imposing threat, a looming threat. Uh, yeah, all of like it, you have so. that scene after this whole Themyscira sequence where he just on his knees and he's like, he will see my worth again, and it's like, yeah, I I can fuck with this. You know that this is better than just mother. You know, it's better than Danzig. You know, I like it. Yeah. It's, uh, and you know, Robin we get the whole Themis- we get the yeah. whole Themyscira sequence, which you know, in both versions of the movie, in both versions of Justice League, it still makes for a pretty cool sequence. You know, it's much better in this one. And it's obviously you know extended and more graphic. Them throwing the box, them, them throwing the boxes within each other. Um, yeah, this one, this is pretty cool because the uh, the whole that whole building like collapses into the sea. Uh, because of uh, everything going on, which I thought was pretty sick. Um, yeah, those poor there? Amazonians just like trapped themselves in the in the dome to try to keep Steppenwolf from like getting out. And they just you know, fly they, out. Yeah, <laughs> just and and yeah, he just flies out, and the fucking tower, not tower, the fucking the stadium just falls like Tony Stark's apartment from Iron Man Three. Shoves a few horses. <laughs> Shut not shoves. Oh no, he just punches a he punches a horse. I'm sure. He punts, like yeah. man, man, some horses got shafted badly in both yeah. cuts in this movie. Like, you can yeah. hear them scream. You hear them scream. <laughs> you hear them go. Ah! <laughs> 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 yeah, which is uh, you know which yeah it, it I it's not like an overly graphic scene, but I don't mind this version. This of, isn't of, an overly uh, graphic of the, movie of the chase wing. Not overtly, like you get like the CGI splashes of blood here and there. I think it gets more graphic towards the third act, obviously, for for reasons we'll get into later. But you know, it's it's that sort of thing where it's like this could be this feels like a light rated R, you know, aside from the yeah, couple f bombs dropped in. Yeah, I, I will fucking kill you. Ah, <laughs> oh, we'll get there. So we'll funny. definitely get there. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny, but it's it's like. I love that line. <laughs> you know? oh, it, right, it, the so, delivery so good. But yeah. yeah, after after the whole thing, yeah, Seven Wolf Step gets the wolf. box from yeah, yeah uh, Stephen Wolf gets the box from uh, from Themyscira. They do a long extended sequence of prepping the Artemis bow and shooting it into a stadium and in, into a coliseum in Greece. I assume. 
Or yeah, France? But- I don't know. Like that shit could have easily have hit a building and it could have caused like another like some presumed terrorist attack. It's 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 perfectly it's it's perfect. It's great for them that you know it landed in that uh, Colosseum. Because <laughs> I feel so, like it would have like, ended very badly if they miscalculated by like a second. Yeah, and like Diana, Diana sees that and on TV, and she's like, "Oh, what is that?" And then they go. She goes over there. She grabs an arrow. It's like, "Oh, what's going on here?" And then she, she, uh, she, she gets like uh, she reads the writing on the wall, literally. Uh, yeah. About what's going on with uh, Dark Side and uh, Steppenwolf, which uh, well, eventually th- we we get the full we get the full uh, backstory. With the not only with that, yeah. yeah, not only, well, before we get into the, 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 the whole conversation Which later, yeah, yeah, with later. them, no, I mean, it's right, I think it's like right after this, I assume, but when that yeah. happens, it makes, you know, that makes for another really good um, additional thing for the world building in this movie compared to, you know, the rush pacing in, in Justice League, where, yeah, Diana, in, in Justice League, it immediately went from the arrow being shot out to her, you know, giving the whole uh, flashback spiel about what happened within the Age of Man and the first attack with Steppenwolf, you know, who was actually Darkseid. And this, this is version. like the big Lord of the Rings roundup yeah. of, the, of the film. But uh, what I was going to say with this is in Justice League, it immediately, like, you know, in terms of how it, in the way it's edited, you're kind of led to believe that. Diana always kind of knew about who Darkseid was or who, you know, in the concept of that movie, who Steppenwolf was and that whole battle. You know, like, she already knew what that was a while ago. But in this one, it clarifies the fact that, you know, she just found this out recently. Which is why she's relaying this information to Bruce at that moment instead of just holding on for the necessary moment, like, holding on for, like, the last possible moment to tell him this sort of stuff. Because, like, um, imagine, like, it would have made, like, it would have made, shockingly enough, it would have made BVS even worse, where it's like, if she knew all that shit beforehand, why didn't she tell him then, instead of that moment, if we're going from this to Justice League? It makes right for a better, scene, you know, sense of logic in this cut. No, no, no uh, right before that scene, we also get, um, we also get, um, that's where we got the uh, Steppenwolf, uh, uh, backstory kind of where we find out that uh, he kind of owes a debt to Darkseid. Um, and he's in this conversation that he's having with Desaad, which Oh, who's uh, great, by the way. I love him. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. fucking dope. I like You the, can tell uh, how annoyed he is of like Steppenwolf when he just looks at him through that, you know, holograph, gram, weird CGI metal thing where he's like, ugh. And like, and, wolf. and like <laughs> this scene kind of contextualizes like these beings like you know like these beings are so powerful that they're basically immortal and like he owes uh dark side 50,000 worlds yeah <laughs> and <laughs> which pretty fucking wild it's like tom nook from he, he's like the tom nook of the dc universe yeah, you have to owe him like, this much money for you to like get another plot of land in animal yeah, crossing yeah and like the entire time he yeah he's just trying to you know like really like just you know getting good turns whatever so, you know, so that scene happens. It decides pretty fucking cool. Go and we go into Bruce and uh and uh and Diana kind of talking and chatting about everything uh, going on and uh it's pretty That's cool. You, guys, you see yeah, like the yeah, flashback so you, sequence. Yeah, uh, yeah, extended you see and better in this version. Oh yeah, you see like a good like, you know, uh, uh, like you have like a good time period between uh not time period, but you have like a good uh chance to get a look at uh, all the different factions fighting to protect Earth, you know, the yeah. the old gods, uh, the Atlanteans, um a- Amazons, 
the Huns even. <laughs> it's fucking sick. That's um, so fucking funny that the Huns yeah. were like in this. But yeah, and you see like you get like even some uh, you even get some more shots of that one Green Lantern that shows up and David Thewlis, a special appearance by David Thewlis reprising yeah. his role as Ares, who gets to I, basically cut <laughs> Dark I really side appreciate in half that. I really appreciate that shit. Yeah. The fact that it's him. Yeah, no, it's so funny to me. Because you could tell it's a CGI, you know, David Thewlis face, but it's it's technically, you know, it's David Thewlis. And Robin yeah. writes back as, uh, I don't know, what the fuck is her name again? Pen- Antiope? Antiope? I don't Persephone? Care. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they have the whole, you know, battle sequence with the Age of Man. And, you know, even though, oh God, I was going to say... Uh, in both versions of this movie, I I can't fuck with Gal Gadot's accent at all. And it's really Kaleo, funny no. that Kaleo, no, but like it's it's really funny that they gave her the voice in that narration. You know, it's like oh, this is R. Ian McKellen. I feel uh, like something go, like this. <laughs> I, I feel like something like this could have been like at least like in a different world. This could have been like a good opportunity, like maybe for like Martian Manhunter to be included in the story, kind of giving you the backstory of everything with Darkseid. If he wanted to be like a bigger part of this, you know. Well, okay. Do you want to just talk about it now? How you know that Martian Manhunter scene basically tells us that. He's kind of a selfish asshole because he no, never he showed did, up did until, not the give right a fuck. Mo- until the moment. Yeah, absolutely like, did not care. Like you, you have you you have uh, Bruce looking at him and he's like, "Oh yeah, cool. Uh, I'll see you around." When in reality, he should have been like, "Yeah, where the hell were you when the fucking that world guy, was ending twice?" He's the guy <laughs> that like you had to forcibly pay for because he left without paying. And then next time you <laughs> see him, he's like, "Oh yeah, I got you next time, dog." Like yeah, and he never gets you. Yeah, like, well, yeah. Selfish motherfuckers just eating Oreo cookies instead of saving the world. Yeah, because literally (laughs) fucking Darkseid, which, by the way, he looks fucking great in that flashback sequence. Oh, yeah. He he fucking is tearing shit up completely. Like, the new guys got everything. Everything's fine. But you're telling me no Martian at all was there? Like, where where, were the Martians? Where are the Martians? Why the fuck is the Martian Martian Manhunter in here? You well, know? I didn't even really like, think about it in the flashback scene. I was thinking it more in lines of like we had like three nine elevens and within the context of this. DC well, yeah, that's true. In like, yeah, I mean that's true. Obviously, like, like three of them happened in Man of Steel, and then there was like two and a half in BVS. And you're telling me that Martian Manhunter at this fucking moment and, and that on those moments of time didn't decide to become the Martian Manhunter? He's like, oh no, I think Superman's got it. You know, let's let's see what he does. It's like, probably one of those what? situations, like in uh, <laughs> thanks, Dick, in, uh, like <laughs> in Avengers Endgame, where you kind of get like what everybody else was doing, like in the middle of like the Battle of New York. Maybe we might see something like that, or probably we won't. No, we most likely you, won't. Yeah, you, no, we because remember what he was doing? They did show it. You know what he was? Oh doing? yeah, that's he right. He was watching TV. Yeah, he was. He was in the emergency room. <laughs> why the fuck is he even there? Want to know why? Want to know why? Want to know why? Because he he wasn't supposed to be there to begin with. Exactly. Well, yeah. No, it was. It definitely felt like you know. Now, when you look at back uh, in hindsight, it definitely feels like something they just kind of added for you know fan service, like uh, for fan service sake. But mm-hmm. you know, like that that just makes me angry at Martian Manhunter. Just makes me think he's a bit of a selfish dick. Definitely you know? a bit. Yeah. Yeah. He looks great. But he, he, you know, he he is definitely a selfish dick in this DC yeah. universe. Um, 
but yeah, the the flashback sequence with Darkseid and the Age of Man fighting, you know, the horde really of cool. Apocalypse. He looks really cool. I love that you have that little moment where he's about to touch the Green Lantern ring. Not like he would actually be able to wield it, you know, but it was this cool little moment that they had him kill uh, that Green Lantern instead of uh, Steppenwolf. You know, it was great to just have him be that, you know, big evil force instead of Steppenwolf because now you understand why... You know, even though he does, you know, go out like a bit of a bitch in this, and he just kind of knocks out after getting his uh, arm sliced shot by, by, by Ares, and yeah. shot by a few arrows. But like, you know, you do get the sense of how how serious Darkseid is. You know, at least in that moment of time, and then obviously later on in the film, you know, in the present. Yeah. But uh, ma- made for a much better sequence. Made for a for you know it made for lack of a better word it made for an epic sequence, which was you know pretty good in this version yeah. i liked it and it's it definitely felt more epic than what we got before you know that's another oh, thing yeah. like i really appreciate about this version of the film it felt like things actually had stakes and things like actually mattered where whereas <laughs> last time like before it, it just felt like they were like kind of going on like a random you know we're going on a trip on our favorite rocket ship kind of thing like just like uh a fucking like filler episode from like an animated show that just doesn't really matter. I, I like I really like you know I really appreciate the fact that like they actually wanted to do something with this. You know they actually did. You know. Uh, and look, I know, I, I know what you're saying right now is in comparison to the Justice League. But I just find it funny that like the last time we had an episode like this, it was for Rise of Skywalker, and everything that you just said right now can also apply to that piece of shit. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> See, it's a year old, is, by the way. See, it's a year the, old. The, the difference is, <laughs> at least Snyder Cut had a vision. Has a vision. Red Skywalker never had an identity to begin with. Oh, no, so, it's not. Yeah, so... You, you haven't know. seen it again, have you? You no. haven't seen it a second time, no. have you? No, no. Oh, what? God. Seen what? Seen what? Episode exactly. 8? Yeah, I saw it yesterday. I, it I, saw the, I saw the last Star Wars movie, Last Jedi, was amazing. It's yeah, still like, great. Like, you know? oh, God. Oh, oh, fuck, God. dude. Like, the fact the fact that, like, I feel like we're the only fucking podcast that, like, stands Last Jedi this hard. Like, like <laughs> it, it, it kind of makes me feel bad because, goddamn, even though I have noticed that, like, it's gotten way more love as the years gone by. But fuck it. We're not talking about Last Jedi right now. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. But yeah. obviously, everything always has to tie into Star Wars. We'll I come back to the Last Jedi eventually. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, it's at this point where, you know, Bruce finally understands the whole weight of the situation and Diana, are, they're both kind of up to speed. Alfred's in the back there being like, can I make you tea? And uh, now it's time He has a lot for... of anxiety because he's not making the tea, which I really appreciate. That was, that was a funny scene. I don't know if it's in this moment or in, like, later on in the film, but that was a really funny thing where it's like, are you sure you got what he wanted for his tea? Like, that's such a sweet little subtle Alfred moment. Yeah. That we don't really get with this Grease Monkey version of it, which I don't mind. I don't mind I the really Grease like, Monkey Alfred. No, I really like that's a, a fun like a little tinkering classic Alfred. moment from him. I really like the, the, the tinkering, uh, the Grease Monkey Alfred. I really fuck yeah. with that. But I, I like and, that. I like that little subtleness, uh, that little subtle jab in it where it's like, you just please make sure my baby is okay. <laughs> Give yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a sweet little moment. He's still father, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a still he's still a good guy. Um, it's at this point where uh, Barry, no Barry, uh, Bruce sets out to go find Barry, and I assume Diana goes out to find Cyborg at well, this point. Well, no, 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 not yet. 
No, 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 we're yet. not there yet. Okay. After the flash, yeah, after the flashback, we get uh, the introduction to Barry, which was the uh, the iris scene, the slow motion. You know, iris scene. okay. Yeah. Floating glizzies aside, that was that literally that ruined that entire of, scene for me. That I ruined that entire scene for me. Goddamn, it almost <laughs> ruined it because I still really, really love that scene. It was and really I've cool. Seen, yeah, I've, I, it's funny hearing everybody's reaction of it in the couple of days since it's come out. Everybody fucking loves that introduction scene to Barry, to to Flash in this version, which is you know it's great. You know you do get. Even though, like, you have that, ob- that you know, what what a surprise, an obvious song title and, you know, lyrics tied to this obvious moment that's supposed to, you know, re- reinforce the-, the things you are watching on screen via lyrics from the song. But it's, it's a pretty great moment to introduce flash and just showing his his care his character how just how, his is. power set yeah how op he is his fucking shoes just evaporate upon you know that was tapping my favorite into the moment speed for i love yeah that. no my favorite is right after when he touches the glass and you see it like liquefy it just the yeah. elements just kind of revert back before it just shatters and he goes to save iris which you know, Iris doesn't obviously. That's the only scene that Iris is in. But that's a cool little setup to that relationship. And you know, thank God she's in this in in the f- upcoming Flash movie because it would have been a waste to you know not have her in that movie at all or just recast yeah. her with somebody who she, isn't Kirstie Clemens. I think she's a she's a great choice for Iris. You know, and they could probably like have like good chemistry with each other. Um, yeah. Yeah, I will say it, it. The one thing that I kind of have a problem with that scene. Yeah, I mean, like the floating glizzy and all that. It's kind of weird, and like it's a bit of a weird suggestive moment, you yeah, know, when it's no, just like I... right next to Iris's face. But it's also that it's also just like Ezra Miller's odd cringiness via his delivery with some of the jokes. You know, I always bring a snack with my dogs, and it's like <laughs> it's so fucking weird and nerdy. You know, that's like you know it kind of works, but it's. It's th- thankfully it's not as bad as as brunch. Hey, you know, no one ever said the Snatter- No one ever said the Snatterco is perfect. So, <laughs> I mean, no, no movie is perfect. Yeah, especially you know, but not it's definitely one. better than brunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything with with uh, uh, Ezra Miller was improved. You know, not that we didn't have the Joss. You know, the, the Joss's. Uh, uh, fingerprints all over and uh, he saves Iris they kind of like uh, they have like a little moment there it's pretty cute um, after that uh, what do we get what do we get uh, is is do we immediately follow that up with him meeting Bruce for the first time or do we get to a cyborg scene because well, I know you know at this point we start getting more set up with cyborg with via you know him and, and um, his father showing up to talk to him yeah so after like a bit more so after um after um that that whole uh, debacle with Flash, uh, we get a few a, a few more scenes of you know uh, Steppenwolf and the Parademons kind of wrecking shop, uh, Lois grieving Superman uh, more, just literally just sulking, going through his his old stuff, and um, eventually we start uh, getting now a little bit more of a, of a, of a Cyborg story through um uh Gal I mean Gal through Diana and Bruce uh, looking through old video files and we get a clip of uh, of him turning into uh, Cyborg through the mother box and uh, transitions to a scene of him watching uh, some kids play uh, some kids play football and then we get a flashback of his old days you know 
being as a football on, star in yeah. Gotham High School. Yeah, being or Gotham University. Yeah, uh, GCU. Uh, GCU, yeah. which is a really, which is a you know nice little connective uh, tag with it because I always assumed Cyborg lived in in San Francisco or some shit like that because you know Teen Titans, yeah. but. Yeah, it's a cool little tie-in that you know he's he's just a Gothamite like everybody else, but and you know where is he from gets originally? a little bit worse because he turns into a fucking robot. Where I, I want to say San Francisco because you know the, you know the Teen Titans because they're based off of San Francisco, but I I could be wrong. I think he is just from Gotham as well. I just thought that was a cool little connective tissue, knowing that you know he lives there. Um, uh, you got some scenes with he's from with Detroit. Silas. He's from Detroit. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. You get some scenes with uh, his father Silas getting out of of Star Labs, and also you know me- talking talking up with Ryan Choi, who is a character in this movie. Did not expect him to show up at all. <laughs> you know, yeah. the Adam. Yeah, well, the second iteration of the Adam in in uh, DC lore, which is a cool little thing. And they you know they set him up. Yes, the 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 finish that character off at the end. They do kind of set up a little Adam movie apparently wait, at the end. Wait, of hold it. on, wait. Uh, that's a little too forward. Uh, that's a little too forward. We gotta, we no, gotta I know. I just wanted. I just wanted to oh, mention okay, that okay, little okay. thing because it's you know it's not like Ryan Choi does a lot of other stuff in this movie. I was yeah, just gonna say yeah. like that's a nice little you know um, tie-in with this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, then, you, then we eventually get like a little bit of that like towards the end. Like yeah, they were they were clearly setting up for something with this character going forward, possibly of him becoming the Adam. You know, maybe teaming up. Oh yeah, no, maybe- he's, he's like he's like direct. Somebody goes up to him. He's like, oh yeah, you're the director of nanotechnology, and it you yeah. know it, it you're led to believe that they're gonna shrink the Kryptonian ship. That's yeah. been in the middle of Metropolis for like what five years? <laughs> At this point, yeah, yeah, it but, feels uh, like forever. But, uh, but yeah, yeah no, so... Silas shows up and, at, at Cyborg's apartment. He's trying to you know connect with his son. You get a you you kind of still get that little bit of angst and you know anger from Cyborg in this version, but it's much more justified because he's an actual character in this version yeah. of the film. And. I don't know where it leads into it exactly, but at some point in this, where, where we are in this four-hour movie, we do get that scene where uh, Ray Fisher looks inside of himself, inside of like the cyborg technology, and is able to understand how his powers work. Which is, you know, he could basically destroy the stock market by like actually separating a bull and a and a rhino and uh, what was the other a animal bear. and a bear. So away yeah. from each other That's and hilarious. walking into a yeah and walking in through like a personification of the stock market and you have that sweet little scene where he notices he's because he's able to tap into all sorts of data and all sorts of privacy from it's so funny. you know anywhere yeah but like you know you, she, he's able to see this one woman's life go by and how like poor she is and how she's struggling to keep ends meet and she's like you know she's struggling and she's losing it and he just gives her a shit ton of money. That's that's one of those. If they would have done at least one of those things in the 2017 cut, it would have made for a much better reception towards, or like at least a, some sort of reception towards Ray Fisher Cyborg because it's shit like that that makes him that much better. As it a gives character. the audience a reason, yeah. It gives the, yeah, it, it gives, gives us a reason to sympathize with him, but also relate to him his his struggles and his imp- his empathy. You know, because yeah. he's a fucking character that actually has empathy in this version of the movie. Yeah. I will say, 
you know, we've gone back and forth about the whole Ray Fisher controversy with WB over the year or no, over the last couple of months on this show. The, I think the biggest fucking thing to, that I that I've I've picked up on walking out of this movie or finishing this movie and thinking back on it is how justified he is in the sense that they had a movie where he was he had everything he had so much shit to do and they just threw it out of the side to cut time or to make it more like an MCU film and I can understand why he was so pissed off about that now. You know, it's a shame. It's actually a fucking crime that they cut out so much good content from Cyborg's story in the 2017 cut. Now, yeah, some really important character moments for him to really make you, like, you know, connect with him. And then, like, and obviously he's just such a huge player um, later on in the film that you need these scenes to really, like, make you fall in love with him. And for the most part, they work, you know, it, it really like it really shows off like, you know, how 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 much uh, how well how good of a character he is in the inside. And um, I and you get more context as to what his powers are, which honestly, he has some of the coolest powers, to be honest, because he literally is a technological god. <laughs> well, yeah, no, his powers are like, oh, I learn about more powers. You know, he like there. What, what, there's that one moment where he's on the rooftop and he's like, oh, I can fly now. Fine. I can fly now. They fly now. Yeah, fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. After we get my, um that, uh, we get we cut to um um uh some more of uh, Barry and his dad, uh, which is pretty similar to what we got before. Uh, yeah, it just it just doesn't that. have that um it just doesn't have that lockup um joke where where he just draws a silly little face on top of the uh, on the prison on the oh, on God. that tough guy's face. Remember that scene? Yeah, yeah, that's completely cut out of this movie, which you know for the better, honestly, because you just yeah you just that that scene this that sequence is just supposed to invoke you know the relationship between Barry and his father. There's nothing really, you know, for and it, it's weird of me to say, but like there is there isn't really anything funny about it, you know, and that it makes sense for it to be presented in this way. Yeah. And it works. I think, like, I, I think either way, and I think it's mostly because of Billy Crudup's acting, those scenes still work in either versions of the movie, but, you know, it's done a little bit better in this one because there's much more um, uh, weight to it. You know, there's more thematic weight to it, given the tone and, you know, how the story is set up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Is this where we get the Atlantis attack? No, after this we get the uh, introduction um between uh, uh Bruce and uh and Barry, you know, we it's pr- pretty oh, okay. sim it's um it's pretty similar. Um I want to say the biggest difference uh is more towards the end of the scene where we get a quick shot of a billboard for uh, the suicide uh, hotline and Oh yeah, kind of, that's right. which was obviously a, a quick uh you know, a quick like addition uh, from Snyder to, you know, kind of like uh uh, give a little, uh, give a little respect to like what you know what he he dedicated this movie towards, which was his daughter, which tragically passed away of suicide. So that yeah. was a really nice inclusion uh, to put in the film. Um, I I think it's I think it's a sweet little you know thing that's also kind of indicative of the good people from this Snyder Cut movement who not only tried the again we said this earlier, but like not only did they try to get this movie to actually come out and be made but they were also in support of mental health awareness and you know 
telling and, and and spreading the word that you know every life matters you know and you don't you know everybody's precious and there's no reason to kill yourself you know there's it it's a very it's um i mean it's, it's a very obvious inclusion but it, it it reminds me of the good people who actually you know who who were who actually make up what this movement is supposed to be yeah. but um yeah and then yeah for the most part that seems basically the same again no brunch line which is great he still has that i need friends thing which is okay it's it's a funny little line That's just yeah, the and it, yeah and it makes sense he's just an awkward ass dude yeah. <laughs> you know after uh, that uh yeah is we that get, it, uh... we get the atlantis scene right after this no 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 we get no? uh we okay. get cyborg and wonder woman you know they have their uh, oh yeah fuck the world yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which obviously makes sense for his character because you know why the fuck would he enjoy? What would yeah, he enjoy? I know, but it's it's one of those really edgy lines where it's like, okay, I, I mean, I get it, I get the intention behind it, but it's like, okay, that was that was silly to hear. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, after that, uh, we you know we get some more of uh, of um of a cyborg with his uh you know. Uh, with the mother box kind of burying it, uh, in I believe what his mother's grave, I think, or but his was mother, it? Uh, it, it was his and his mother's old grave. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, so he buries the mother box there. Um, and we get more scenes of uh, Cyborg's father and then uh, Ryan Choi just uh, you know interacting together, you know, doing uh, uh, what they need to do. Uh, cuts to uh, Commissioner Gordon. You know, J.K. Simmons is Gordon, which I think he's he's a pretty good choice for Gordon. Um, yeah, he's always wig, a great choice for Gordon. But that wig has just always bothered me. <laughs> I think it's fine. I mean, I've always known him as a baldy, you know, but it's it it works yeah. fine for me. Uh yeah, no, I mean, obviously, either cut doesn't really get that much to do, but it was a cool inclusion to have because he he would have been a perfect Gordon if he, you know, had Ben Affleck's The Batman would have been, a you know, a, a reality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they obviously set it up for that. I will say, I've always liked the look of the GCPD in that scene because it kind of reminds me of, of, of the Seven uh, Police Department. Sure. Yeah, it's kind of just the way it's lit up and it feels like super grimy, but it's kind of like isolated from any time period, you know, where it kind of could just like exist in its own weird purgatory. Kind of like Gotham. It's kind of like I, a I, weird fucked up purgatory. I like the uh, they kind of reminded me of the Arkham Knight uh, GCPD um, in, in Gotham when you were like interact with like different people like, you know, uh, Gordon and then like uh, police officers. Back yeah. In Arkham Knight. Um, yeah. Oh, really I, 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 I didn't real. I, I realized this when we were watching it. Also, fucking Crispus Freeman showed up in this in both cuts of this movie. That's I didn't right. know that. Yeah. yeah, from Gotham Central. Technically, yeah. the second Spectre. I want to say. I guess. Hang on. I wanna. I, I just wanna make sure I got this right. But yeah, and then it's after that. I think we'll actually it Atlantis, is before this yeah. scene where we get the Atlantis siege. Yeah. Crispin yeah. Freeman. I- Oh wait, no, after that's that a voice scene, actor. <laughs> yeah, after that scene, we get a uh, you know we get Mara. She uh you know she's she's uh making like another air bubble, which you know it's fine. You know I I, I guess it's fine. I like I like that they communicate with dolphins. I think that's really cool. Oh yeah, that's I how they communicate that. with each other. Um, Crispus yeah. Allen. My bad, I got that there wrong. Go. I got there that wrong. Go. But yeah, he is he is from Gotham Center. He's that second Spectre in DC Comics lore. But wait, yeah, okay. Atlantis. I you know what. You know the really cool thing about the the really cool addition 
in comparison to 2017 about this scene in particular. The fact that Mera, obviously she could manipulate water and she can make those bubbles and all that stuff. But not only that, it applies to all liquid because when Ste Steppenwolf's holding her against the wall, she starts sucking the blood off of his face like it's fucking, fucking Scarlet sick, from dude. Mortal Kombat. That was great. That was no, the yeah. perfect way to use that that power set if you and had it's it. Something, it's something that I think that's the most rational thing to do in that situation with those power with that powered set. And I think yeah. it's pretty cool the way the, the way that was done. Uh, the whole Atlantis sequence is really cool, to be honest. Like I like I like the action there. You know, I like what they were what the, what they were doing and how Steppenwolf was able to um um uh, get the mother box. Um, let's see what else. Uh, you know, yeah, you get that. Going you get that other exchange. Yeah. yeah, Jason Momoa comes in, and then you know he still escapes with the other with the other mother box. But then they have that same conversation, and yeah, we should address this again. I I mean, yeah, they, it's not like they could have. I mean, they could have changed it in the nightmare sequence when she shows up again. But she still has the weird British accent in 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 this film, and it's just it's so weird listening to yeah, it now because I, I forgot yeah. that it existed. I'm so it's used there. to just her talking like Amber Heard in Aquaman, you know, in the movie Aquaman, that I forgot that this was included, that this was a thing. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, no, it, it really, it's really jarring, especially since like they just like threw it away, uh, for like the Aquaman film. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, I have no, I have no, uh, Arthur's like, oh, I have no claim to the sea or to the throne. He's like, yeah. oh, what are you talking about, Mike? <laughs> like some yeah, so, ugly cockney accent <laughs> so after uh after the whole atlantis thing uh cyborg comes back to his apartment finds out uh his uh, father isn't there um oh yeah gets uh, kidnapped by a by a parademon yeah which is yeah. the same thing in in both cuts yeah yeah gets kidnapped um he then it cuts to uh steppenwolf uh updating you know uh dasana get uh of uh everything that's going on with them. calling up on zoom again using yeah. using the fucking apocalypse zoom and just you know they have, picking up another conversation with the sod yeah in the russian town like the abandoned russian town they like set up like a like this big bubble looks like a testicle and thankfully uh, no dumb russian family subplot in this version oh god the best part of the movie yeah. why why was that ever a thing whatever it you happened know? whatever it's happened we have we have goodness now <laughs> oh yeah no we have the right cut now there's yeah. no they, they're really i mean just for like interest sake just for curiosity's sake aside from that there's nothing there's no other fucking reason to watch um to to not to not watch the the 2017 cut really it's it's it it is basically even though technically it is canon with this DC lore that is currently going forward, there is no reason for it to exist or be relevant now that this exists. Yeah. And it is just another reason for, for why that's the case. I think right after this, it's when, yeah, they all, all the, the league at this point, Barry, Batman, Diana, and, 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 um, and Cyborg, Cyborg show yeah. up with Gordon and basically the same scene still plays out the same way in, in the theatrical cut. And we have that, it's, you know, now we get that set piece that's inside the Gotham fact, Gotham water station factory thing. What's it called again? The sanitary department, the Gotham sanitary department. Basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. And the, um, the nightcrawler thing. Silo? I was, no. I don't know. Some silo. It is, it does look like a silo, but I can't remember. 
Uh, I will say, because we haven't talked about it actually um, at all up until this point, Junkie XL's score, it's okay at times, but there are moments when that fucking bass line starts playing. When Batman descend, uh, jumps off of the Nightcrawler, that's just so good. No, yeah, it's that guitar sounds good great. such a good-ass track. Oh, that bass sounds I love great. It. Yeah. No, yeah, just that it's dong, good, uh, dong, dong, dong. Oh, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. Um, we get yeah, you miss yeah, Junkie so. XL, really. I haven't. I, I actually don't know when's the last time I've heard a movie scored by him. It's been a while, I think. I'm not too sure, actually. Um, I well, I know. I mean, now he's credited as Tom Hulkenberg, but like, I I don't remember a time recently versus, aside from like versus Kong. Well, he's scoring that, but I I know he definitely didn't score Sonic. King of the Monsters. That was Bear McCurry. Sonic the Hedgehog as uh, really Dark Fate. Yeah, Terminator yeah. Dark Fate. Uh, oh, I didn't see that one. Alita Battle Angel. Uh, I'd still need to see that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think like I feel like the last time I I I heard a score by Junkie XL or Tom Hulkenberg in this case was Mad Max. Well, whatever. Which, like, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, no, Junkie XL, no, like he, like that score, like I, like the score's not perfect, you know. I, I don't think it's like the best thing ever, but there are definitely it's an some okay sequences. score, but there's some good sequences. Yeah, there's some good so, motifs. Yeah. yeah, so like, um, in, in this, uh, in, in like this whole Steppenwolf uh, confrontation, uh, which by the way, two hours into the movie is when like the team, when the team finally uh, has a, a confrontation with Steppenwolf, which I find really interesting. Um, yeah, I think it's really funny. Um. You you get like you know like the, like I guess this scene really shows off why the Snyder Cut works so well since we have such better development with all these characters. It, there's more like there's you feel the stakes like you feel the stakes more with what's going on. Like you don't want uh, uh Cyborg's father to die, you know, in the hands of mm-hmm. um, in the hands of a Steppenwolf, and uh, they don't let anybody get murdered, which is really fucking cool. That's really sick. <laughs> well, no, doesn't one person get their neck snapped by Steppenwolf? Yeah, but I think that was before they showed up. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not important. <laughs> yeah, that was before yeah, no, they showed it, up. Yeah, I think it is before they show up, yeah. And but, it, it it does remind me of one really big um, difference between the two versions of this scene. I really like the decision that they put with Flash in these action sequences where instead of the dumb CW music playing and, you know, all, every time he has an action sequence, it's always going to be in slow motion. You just get the real-time flashes, like, from side to side of him just getting away from um, from Parademon bullet fire. I and think that's one of the coolest so cool. ways. That's one of the coolest ways to show off Flash's power. Yeah. Because when you're watching it in, like, normal human speed, or at least what's persi- sp- what's supposed to be normal human speed, it looks so fucking cool in action because you see the lightning strikes, like, the lightning um, trail, but, like, you also see, like, his face that's kind of, like, freaked out about the whole scenario anyway, you know, because he's like, oh, shit, I'm getting shot at, you know, but it, it looks super cool. I love I love how it's, lo- uh, how it's uh, played out visually in this case. And then Batman, you know, is just... Just beating the shit out of parademons and trying to... He gets his ass kicked by one in a, in yeah. somewhere down the line in the sequence where um he's trying to... What was it? It's, it's the bat propeller. Not the bat propeller. What's the fucking... What's his, what's that gadget? <laughs> the old school gadget where he uses to fly. The back claw? Uh, the back claw. Yeah, that's it. Where the back claw gets kicked out of the side. Yeah, the and, grapple gun. Yeah, the grapple. Yeah, the back grapple. And, you know, that was cool. Yeah, and, and he ha- and it, and like he has like the uh, the Kryptonian armor on his uh, on his. That's um, right, the gauntlets. Gauntlets, yeah. We, we forgot to talk about, yeah. Like he, he basically 
just he's he's holding his own in this sequence and i think that's one of the best that's definitely one of the best improvements in this sequence at least you know compared to 2017 I really like like just the sequence in general. Really, again, it shows off what makes that what makes this cut so much better. Just everything is fleshed out. The action's just much more realized. The cinematography works a lot better. Like it looks like Baffleck isn't just like a chubby a chubby man going through just like really bad depression in a rubber bat suit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's all lit well. Like, Batman moves around and he doesn't look awkward, you know? And all the I, fights, all the fighting is, is great. Like, oh, I will dude. say also, because it does, it is technically in this set piece, a good logistical improvement com- uh, from 2017 is the fact that Cyborg still actually doesn't know who Batman is at that point in time. Yeah. He doesn't actually know who Bruce Wayne is. That Bruce Wayne is Batman. He just knows, oh, I've heard of the Batman. And he kind of you know, doesn't care of him. He, he kind of doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care, but like at the same time, it 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 gives um it it gives it, it shows that like Bruce Wayne does his due diligence and makes sure that there is no evidence that shows him in a fucking bat suit in some archive footage like they did in 2017. It shows off. That's it shows off. There's that he's Batman. It shows off. There's history. Yeah. Yeah. No, it shows off that he's like he's able to cover his tracks, which is great. Instead of like Cyborg just stalking him and Diana from a from a tree, (laughs) like it it it's it make it's it's so much better in this version. So as yeah, so as the scenes going by, like it continually, it just shows off like that Flash has some of the best action action sequences in this entire film. Yeah. Uh, Especially uh, again with that whole. that whole uh, giving Diana back her sword sequence, which was in the original cut, but like done much better, obviously here, um, just by you know the color correction and and, and everything, um, uh, you know they're all working together, like you know like trying to you know fighting as a team. Uh, they almost got Steppenwolf fucked, but you know, you know he he just fucking shit up again. Aquaman comes and saves the day. Like before. Um, oh no! Okay, but the way Aquaman shows up in this is so much cooler. Oh, it's really it's so fucking much sick. Yeah, because you just you just see him, you know, with the water like already like flow, uh, filling in the place. But like you just see him floating in the water in the stream, you know, just yeah. standing there. It's so cool. That's a really cool way of uh, bringing him into the fold. And then yeah, the sequence plays out the same way as uh, 2017. Steppenwolf escapes. They uh, cyborg leaves. You know, and retrieves the final mother box that is, um, that you know Stephen Wolf needs to to cause the unity. Which I don't remember is like even though I did I saw twenty seventeen last week. I don't remember mother. If, that was a, if that was a thing. Yeah, I think he was just you know doing Danzig lines, and yeah. that's it. There wasn't no unity thing. I don't remember. But whatever, yeah. Aquaman. Aquaman stops the water. Uh, Cyborg is connected into the was it the Foxhound? Is that, is that what it's called? The Fox? No, the Nightcrawler. The Foxhound. The Nightcrawler. Hound. Yeah, it's the, the other one. The flying. Yeah, the one. foxy lady. The flying. The flying fox. Yeah, is the name of the ship that yeah. Bruce is making for the yeah. team. Yeah, Aquaman's fighting back the water, uh, which is a really cool sequence to give them time to uh, get out. And one of my favorite shots in the entire fucking movie when they're rising up from like that silo crawling out as the water is pouring in. There's just this really drawn out shot of like all the heroes just latched onto the 
the the uh, the vehicle. Yeah, it's yeah. Ex- it's just like coming up, like coming up into the sky, uh, expanding into a wide shot. It's a really beautiful shot. It's a really it's a really cool one. There's a, a lot of great cinematography in this movie, and like well, not I mean, yeah, that's not a surprise given Zack Snyder. Yeah, you know? and it's like, not just like, like a nice shot. Yeah, yeah, and it's not just like CG shots of it. Like you, like there are just like long sequences where the camera's just like really just you know just drawn out, letting everybody like and letting the impact of the scene you know uh, really settle in, which I really appreciate. Um, again, a lot of a, a lot of film making philosophies that we didn't see before. Uh, well, yeah, because at the, the end of the one. day, this is a this is an a vision film. Yeah, it's, it's a, vision, a, it's a yeah. film with a vision that isn't cut down by corporate mandates and everything like that. For, reminder, uh, he didn't get paid for this. Apparently, he he had complete creative uh, freedom to finish. You know, Why would he get paid for this? Fuck Zack Snyder, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you know that's what they thought of back with fucking what's what what was that guy's name? Walter Hishima? Walter no, Walter no, Ke- no, no, not Walter Hamada. Kevin Kevin Sujihara, yeah. the CEO of Warner Brothers at the time, who was also caught do- pulling a Weinstein, you know, yeah. and that led him to resign. Yeah, you know, well, Warner Brothers. Well, I, w- whole I wouldn't say doing a wine. Then. I wouldn't say doing a Weinstein because the Weinstein situation was, was was much, 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 much worse than no. Walter, but it was it that was one. kind of the same thing. It was, was bad. Like, yeah, dating sure. like some talent there, and that was getting bad. You know, yeah, and that's uh, also what led him to yeah, resign. Yeah. Still bad. You know, yeah, it's bad. Still yeah, bad yeah. to take advantage of you know people from a lower power status. Whatever. That's besides the point. All right, that's yeah, besides yeah. the point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. What's so, right after you know, this? They escape. Um, uh, Steppenwolf gives them an update on like the uh, the mother boxes. We get more. Uh, we get more uh, context and uh, backstory onto on what's going on and their their future plans. Steppenwolf kind of has a vision of him like taking over Earth with the anti life equation. Um, really? Preparing. Did you think is, is that what I I didn't really think that I thought it was more of because in, in 2017. Oh, okay. It was a vision, 20- yeah. Because in 2017, they definitely play up the angle that it's just Steppenwolf that wants to rule the world and nothing else. Nothing to appease Darkseid, aside from that one line that gets thrown in in that cut. But in, in this one, I felt like it was just a way of him finding the anti-life equation and just reporting it to Darkseid immediately so he could be like, oh, look at me, I'm important. Well, yeah, he you puts know? the mother box into like that little like stone thing, and when he does, he has a vision of... You know, like the an empty like planet. I don't know if it's Earth or something else, but I think it's uh, Earth. Yeah, because he get grabs anti life yeah. equation symbol on the ground, right? Yeah, that like once he gets the other mother box, it's when he was finally like he senses the mother the uh, anti life equation in the uh, in Earth, and he has his vision of him like slamming his hammer onto the grounds. Another one. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, just you know, just teasing what's gonna what's coming forward, and we finally get you know our first uh our first kind of introduction to Darkseid with like him talking to Steppenwolf, which is a really cool scene. I really Ray like Porter. The... Yeah, Ray Porter yeah. doing the voice for Darkseid, and it sounds... my God, it's such uh, a good voice. Okay. It sounds good. Don't get me wrong, but I kind of hate the reverberation in his voice that makes his like sound echoey. I, the one thing I've always liked about like the animated version of Dark Side, uh, how held back, how toned back he sounds, kind of understated, you know. Like Who was, that? Not, was that Michael Ironside? Ah, oh, fuck! Who I played Dark Side in Justice League in the Justice just, League cartoons. 
I oh, dude, I forgot who. I'll look Fuck. this up while you while yeah. you finish while you say. But like, I've always appreciated like how Darkseid was just like really toned back and you know just held back and how he spoke. I I, I kind of don't like the effects like you know the reverberation how they did it. Maybe that might change later on if they you know if they decide to ever go through with this, you know, because apparently Darkseid is going to come back in that new gods movie or whatever the fuck that's supposed to come out. <laughs> Who knows if that movie is even being made at this fucking point, honestly. Yeah. You know, I would like, I would also, I, I, it's interesting that they, yeah, it was Michael Ironside, by the way, just, a, just a, a gr- amazing that. voice. Amazing. He's voice. fucking great. As Darkseid. He's, the, in the, he's in my the, favorite Darkseid. I'd say. Yeah. I think he's, I don't know who else has played him. And cause I don't know. If Ironside pl- replies that role in Injustice, maybe it was somebody else. I can't remember. But uh, I was going to say, it's interesting that Snyder chose some unknown. Oh, and to Tony Todd as well. My bad. In Apocalypse was- War. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he plays him in the, in the, in those recent DC and He's movies. great. He's great. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's okay. Yeah, honestly. It's, it's I really fine. liked him in Apocalypse War. You, you watched it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was okay. Uh, <laughs> what, what was it? No, I was gonna say, interesting choice for Schneider to just put pull in an unknown to play Dark Side, kind of like what he did with Gal Gadot as as Wonder Woman and Ray Fisher for Cyborg. In a way, I I don't know if that's. I would hope that they would you know continue that and have him portray reprise that role. Should they need a Dark Side in any of these DC movies? That are being you know, developed right now, whether it's New Gods or somebody or something else, you know, in comparison to like you know some other A-list actor that they could easily have, that would also be exciting. But I yeah. do like you know looking back on this DC cinematic universe, I did I do appreciate the fact that Snyder came for some he went for some unconventional choices at the time, whether they were you know top level talent or just people that we didn't really see that much of. It's crazy, term, you know, when it came to casting these these figures, these iconic superheroes. And yeah, it's really crazy too because, like, you know, ever since like uh, Snyder casted like people like Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot, their career their career skyrocketed. Not um, only that, not only them, but like, I don't know about you, but I never really anticipated. I never really had a feeling or a thought of Ben Affleck being a choice for Batman when they were casting him for Oh my god, I still remember Dude, I still remember the day they announced I always thought it, it was going to be Carl Urban. I always wanted it to be Carl Urban. That was my pick. And then it was oh, like who's yeah. the other one? Michael Fassbender? It, was that it, the other the, one that people were rooting for? The Or John Ham. No, I remember the picks like there were sp- three specific uh th- there were three specific choices that were heavily rumored. It was Josh Brolin, Ryan Gosling. Oh yeah. And I forgot who the third one was. I always it wanted Ryan Gosling. Definitely one of the them younger, younger for the younger version. Yeah, I, definitely one of them was Carl Urban. I think John Hamm as well, which was like, yeah, that could have been interesting picks. But then when you read that fucking article, like when we like what we did all those years ago, we would have been like, what, what the fuck? Ben Affleck? Daredevil? Like, you know, that that was unconventional, too, in a sense. It was, it was it's crazy. And it's um, turned out turned out pretty good, I'd say. Uh, no, I yeah, it turned out pretty good in the end. And again, one of the be- I'm sorry, one of the better I, the portrayals <laughs> of that character. I in keep, live action. 
the, I keep stating this, and I, again, you're not gonna find like like I'm one of the biggest Batman fans out there. All right, hey, Batman's so funny. He's so fucking funny in this movie, cause the like like just the unbridled Cause, cause like he's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does not care. He does not care. Like everyone, like uh, <laughs> we'll get to the resurrection Superman scene, but like everybody's like not unsure of whether or not this is gonna work, and they're all scared and stuff. And then Batman's like, "Fucking do it!" <laughs> like, like uh, don't stop. Okay, like, <laughs> I, I, it I, kills me, dude. It, if we're continue, if we're adding on to this. Um, it happens at the end. Of the we'll movie, go back in place. We'll get back in place. Yeah. No, no, no. I know, I know. But I yeah, do yeah. want to say, you know, to add on to the fucking kookiness of Ben Affleck's Batman in in this version of Justice League, I love the fact, and they don't play with it that much. That you just see it, and you just you, you know when you notice it, you notice it, and you get the implication. But when he, you know, you have that closing shot of Batman looking up into the sky at the back signal, and the Bat Tank is there from Dark Knight Returns, and the mutant gang is like caught in the center. Oh there. my god, the mutant it's a gang. Cool, that 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 was an awesome little Easter egg, you know. Aside aside obviously from the tank, which I I wish could have had some more play, but that's fine. Um, that scene looks cool. That scene by itself, it's a nice little vi- visual, you know, of Batman being Batman. But when you start to think about it a little bit more, when you put an extra thought into it, you realize, wait a second, this guy just stopped a bunch of fucking kids who were probably just like holding up a 7-Eleven with a tank, with a tank in the middle of fucking fake New York. It's amazing. Or fake Detroit. You know how insane that is? I love it. Imagine pulling up a liquor store and then getting bent up by a tank. Like, that's insane to me. It's so funny. It's so funny. Like, and the fact that, like, he's Snyder like the just, funniest fascist. He's like Snyder the funniest is so fucking unaware fascist of it. In, the, in the universe, dude. So, what? And, and, like, <laughs> Snyder is so unironic about it, too. That's what makes it, that's what makes it even funnier. I love it. I love it. it. I it's love so it good. so much. It's insane. It's insane. Because, so, like, uh, like, dude, you're just walking. You're just walking, having a normal day in Gotham City, if that even is a normal with your thing mutant to do. Gang. With your yeah, mutant with your gang. mutant gang. And it's like, oh, what are we going to do today? Maybe hit up the clubs? Oh, my God, a tank. Like, <laughs> just point it directly at me. And it oh, has dude, bat tank, wings. Dude, like, holy so shit. It looks really good. I mean, it looks exactly like the graphic novel. You know, like, so it, it's, great, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a perfect uh, translation. Um, but, yeah, no, going back into this. We get we we get them we get the team at the base. Uh, Cyborg's yeah. giving more in in uh, backstory into his backstory and how he ties into the mother box. Because here's an interesting little deviation with the team dynamics in this movie. This is actually the only moment where the team kind of has like weird um, tension between each other because they don't trust Cyborg because he is technically built by apocalyptic apocalyptic technology yeah you know so they can't really trust him in that sense but then you know cyborg explains his piece and he he, he gives he beats them he destroys them with facts and logic and it make and it works uh so much better in this version compared to the weird little like tussle fest that batman and wonder woman have about steve trevor in the 2017 cut and aquaman which like feels super unnecessary like a, aquaman treating cyborg like a piece of shit too like in this one he actually well, cares about him <laughs> Oh yeah, but no, like he also has some, uh, like some, um, some sympathy. well, no sympathy, yeah, but like also some well, um, uh, some necessary tension with him because he doesn't trust him. He just like fought a fucking, he just fought a, a being from apocalypse powered that's you know seeking to power that same technology that he is um the uh, powered by. Yeah, uh, it, it it made for a much more interesting 
sense of like tension between the group that wasn't as overhanded um as as uh the the way the 2017 cut did it yeah. and then yeah it's at this point where they decide to resurrect superman and uh they grave rob the cow's uh clark's body back in hmm. kansas and they're so casual yeah, about it too they're so casual about it yeah like they're just ca- like they, they're just like they're, they're not like you know chuckling it up and having a bunch of jokes but Yo, Batman's hundred percent devotion is it kills me. Just like oh, yeah. it's so like he's literally Victor Frankenstein. It fucking kills me. <laughs> I I feel like it comes from like a super selfish point of view too, because it's like it does. I did a really bad thing. I don't want to do this. I don't want to feel bad anymore. Bring him. Oh back. my god. Like that's oh, what it dude. feels like. <laughs> it's so funny because like who, okay, who the fuck was it that meant that actually brought like. Oh God! Who who like actually like suggested like them to bring back Superman? It, Was it like a unanimous because thing? he brings okay. up the hologram of Superman flying up into the sky. I saw a yeah, really funny I, tweet that yeah. like w- was about us us uh, Batman's insanity. And like it was about like the extended like you know the extended extended like nightmare sequences in the film, um, about how like uh, like in that timeline Bruce Wayne must love everything that's going on because now he could just walk around in his bat suit all the time and nobody would think he's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I still think my favorite tweet that's come out of the whole Snyder cut stuff since the movie came out was um with that Ezra Miller tweet where it's like. Oh yeah, he, it's it. It feels like there's a lot of Joss Whedon dialogue still coming out of this version of Flash. Very dangerous energy for an actor to have. <laughs> it still kills me. I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they decide they 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 grave rob Superman. Uh, you have that little you know scene of Atlanteans and uh, and Amazonians. Uh, the history behind them with with uh, Aquaman and and Diana. Uh, you have a little scene with Cyborg and Flash, which I don't remember if it's the same way, if it's the same dialogue in 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 uh, 2017. But it's it's uh, Flash talking about how you know Superman, like many other people in that world, that's his, this is his hero, and it feels kind of weird, you know, actually like literally grabbing his dead body to resurrect him Frankenstein style, <laughs> you know. Give me a, a keep talking. I'm, I'm listening. Just I'm gonna be away from the mic for two seconds. But keep talking. That's fine. Uh, it's at this point where they they go back to the Genesis chamber in the Kryptonian scout ship in Metropolis. Uh, you have these really cool visuals of just the team walking inside a facility. Like they get out of the there's that one elevator shot where they just come out of the elevator, but the way it looks just it for me it came off really really badass because it's just a just these people just casually invading this um this facility in in Metropolis, and uh at this point yeah it's, it's at this point where they they perform they they perform the incantation <laughs> the resurrection of Superman. With Dude, dropping oh the mother box in into at the precise moment and and the picture of uh, of Kevin Costner, which I just realized that makes so much more sense now that this is that that picture is in the movie because it shows there's actual you, context. <laughs> there's actual context to it because you know it shows you that the the move the like the Flash is able to it, it's able to foreshadow. It helps foreshadow the fact that the Flash is able to manipulate time and break the speed force barrier by reversing time, which is why you get that shot of Kevin Costner's, the photo of Kevin Costner, you know, going up instead of going down when uh, he's racing to touch the mother box. I think that was a really cool way to... Oh, yeah, what? What? 
Oh no, no I was gonna say, <laughs> I, 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 um, oh, I was gonna get into the, um, to the, to the, to. To the the future visions that Cyborg gets, but uh, before that, uh, say your thing. No, I mean, I, I mean, I was just gonna mention how um, uh, up until this point, um, when they decide to like finally like actually resurrect uh, uh, Superman, um, they're like, I really like the fact that they really are like that they really gave uh, Flash a lot to work with at this point, um, and like kind of like that plan they had with um, with. Uh, with um him charging up uh you know going super fast um it's much more well realized in this and you and with leading up to with and resurrecting superman like this is at at this point it's like what the two two and a half hour mark you really feel the tensions at this point you really feel like something if they don't do this and get this right things could just fall apart and they're fucked and it technically did kind of fall apart for a second because you hear Cyborg after he sees the future visions of Diana, uh, Diana's funeral. You know, that's one of my, some of my favorite scenes and, in the movie. Oh yeah, no, visually it's fantastic. And then you have like Superman crying in front of a charred body who is probably Lois and Darkseid comforting him, Which, by, by the giving way, him that nice little hand uh, on the shoulder. By the way, that scene um, of him like li- like. Um, uh, you know, nestled over uh, that that dead charred body. That was actually a re-edited uh, shot from Man of Steel. Really? When he when he kills Zod, and he's on his knees. If you compare both scenes, it's the same scene. It's just re-shot. Oh, it's just that's interesting. It's re-edited. Yeah, they do that twice in this film. I didn't know that. Wow, God, that's yeah. cool. I didn't realize the second that. time. The second time is towards the end. Yeah, but it, okay, cool. Oh shit. Yeah, but it's a it's at that moment where you know Cyborg sees all this shit when he touches the mother box or when he's about to you know when the mother box is about to drop, and he's like no, and Flash is like yeah, <laughs> he's like super excited. No, and go, <laughs> go. Oh yeah, no. And he's like no, go, and he runs and he touches the mother box. Time reverses a second, you know when he's running and he touches the mother box at the precise moment. Superman. That was back. A, such a cool teaser. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 a. I think it's in, it's 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 the better version of how of of what Snyder of what Snyder should have done with those ending tag scenes at the actual end of this film where it's not like I wanted like an extended sequence of like just shuffling you know shuffling the Joker nightmare sequences and 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 all and all the future stuff you know in that same sequence where Cyborg's looking at it but it makes more sense to have shit like that in that moment because, you know, Cyborg is actually seeing the future and it makes sense within the context of that film instead of just tacking it on to a movie that already had a solid end at at, at um at, at that point at like the three hour and thirty minute mark. But yeah, they, Superman's back. He's resurrected. They still have that battle, but you know. With this version of the film, it's better because it it doesn't it, they don't play it off as like a joke, you know. They don't play it off as like some silly like they don't have like silly dumb you know tie in um no like uh quippy dialogue like oh do you bleed or you know throwing Batman like a sack of potatoes, you know oh yeah something's definitely which yeah definitely a Whedon thing for sure. Thank God that wasn't in this movie. Uh, Superman comes back. Kalel, no, they start to Kal-El, fight. Oh, you no. know, what's, you know what's always a funny fucking visual 
in any cut of this film. When Aquaman just jumps with his trident and just gets fucked off by one punch from Superman. He just flies like a fucking Wile E. Coyote cartoon. It's so I mean, funny to watch. <laughs> so in this universe where Superman is so ridiculously OP, like, it's pretty comical, like, them trying to, like, subdue him in, in, in whatever way they could. Like, the, all of them trying to grab each other, um, trying to grab him to make sure he doesn't move, and then Flash coming in to save the day somehow. I think that they, they, they kept that scene in. But what makes that scene funnier is the fact that Superman just really just shits on all of them. And, like, goddamn, they oh, really yeah, are fucked in Superman. the Nightmare version. Yeah. Yeah. It, They're it, fucked. It's, it's funny. And, you know, kudos to the fucking cop who is actually uh, Jimmy Olsen, uh, the actor who played Jimmy Olsen in the Richard Donner movies, being like, cool. oh, yeah, I have the perfect solution towards res- uh, resurrected Superman. My gun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, I mean, again, what the fuck is he going to do? All right. Run! He He's he supposed to... to run away. He's supposed it's to protect. God. He's doing his job. He's supposed to protect. Uh, God the came back and he's angry at us. He has to run. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Batman Superman shows, shows up. up. <laughs> Superman shows up and he's like, A cab and just starts <laughs> lasering down. The- <laughs> <laughs> That's the first words he says. A cab. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Superman. Uh, he, he's all evil. And Batman. Shit. Yeah, he's Batman sh- uh, swoops in. He's uh, Superman's confused. Thankfully, we don't have any variation of the "Do you bleed?" quip scene uh, from from 2017, or you know the fact that Bra- Batman kind of gets thrown away like some trash, and he's like, "Oh, something's definitely bleeding." That doesn't happen here. He Thank shows God. up then. Yeah, and then right behind him is Lois Lane, who's like, Clark, holy shit, you're alive. And he's like, huh? Clark, what the fuck? <laughs> Clark, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, technically, oh yeah, we forgot to mention, there's a little scene where you see a pregnancy test in Lois's apartment, implying oh, yeah. that she's pregnant with his baby, with Superman's baby. Because technically, it's like a few weeks after Clark died. Is it his in, or Batman's? Uh, <laughs> we're not going to touch that. With a ten foot pole <laughs> at all, like I would rather see a restore the Snyder verse. <laughs> I would rather see a Diana Bruce relationship than whatever the fuck was supposed to be this supposed Lois Lane Bruce three or whatever the romantic angle. Oh yeah, no, and the latest one is like Superman's son is supposed to be Batman, Batman. in the future, so which is like oh that's a cool. I no, don't know, that's, I that's that. kind of a cool little thing. Oh god, I hate that so much. It reminds me of that Elseworld comic of where. Uh, instead of Batman being born in Gotham, he's born in Metropolis, and Superman is born in Kansas. And no, instead of Kent, sorry, instead of Superman being born in Kansas, being sent to Kansas, he gets sent to Gotham, and he basically becomes Batman. But he's Super Batman. He's just Superman, but with Batman, uh, with a Batman costume. It reminds me of that, and I think that would be funny. Remember when um, Superman was Nightwing? Technically, like Nightwing was a Kryptonian hero or something like that. Really? That's how. That's how um that was one of the versions of how Dick Grayson came up with the Nightwing name that Nightwing was a Kryptonian hero. Um Oh, it's not it's not the fact that like everybody kinda has like a weird bat bird fetish in that family. <laughs> well probably that yeah, <laughs> part of that too. But I, yeah. I know like uh, some in some comic it, it was like something like that. Oop. That was my end. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, it that happens. Lois and Clark reunite. Still a nice, tender, uh, touchy reunion. They fly off. 
And now we get the scene where instead of the team just seeing the boom tube and Steppenwolf getting the final mother box and they're like, oh, okay, I guess that's it now in 20, like in 2017, we get uh, Steppenwolf coming out of the boom tube about to retrieve the, the mother box from Star Labs and Silas Stone shows up and sacrifices himself by, uh, uh, by uh, leaving a, a heat mark in, into the mother box. Yeah. To uh signif- to let the team know that you know it's it's uh where it is you know yeah. whenever Steppenwolf actually takes it, which definitely makes so much more sense in this version you know and and um you know he never died in the first welcomed one, so. inclusion yeah and he doesn't yeah. even die in 2017 you know and I think you know, <laughs> obvious uh Miles Dyson reference aside. It makes for a, 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 an emotional, an actual, an emotional and human moment for Cyborg when he's screaming out for his dad to not die. You know, I, I, I think it's great. Um, after this, yeah, it's it's more scenes of Lois and Clark and eventually Martha at the farm where you get they you don't know, some more time with... That they don't own. Yeah. Yeah, they don't own technically... Uh, they, they just in. they just snapped yeah they broke in they just snapped the neck of the out of the <laughs> out of the realtor agent that was inside honestly at this point I believe it <laughs> yeah no it's you know it's a it, you know funny enough it's 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 actually Michael Shannon reprising his role from Ninety Nine Homes just getting oh, his sh- fucking neck snapped again <laughs> by, by, by by Henry Cavill. <laughs> Is, and this is still with his amnesia. This is yeah. just—it's just Superman in his base form. He just, it's just it, he yeah. sees a guy. Like, he just Superman. sees anybody that looks like Michael Shannon. He's like, ah! It's like Goku. It's like Goku before he hit his head. This is just—he was just supposed to there and kill. <laughs> Goku's so stupid. Um, After yeah, that, yeah, they—they—they they, they, they pull oh, up to the back cave again. They pull up to the back cave again, but I do want to say, well, no, I'll leave this for when we get the the black suit reveal, uh, for Superman. But yeah, nice touching scenes at the Kent farm. They go back to the Batcave and more uh, they, they figure out more exposition, more exposition, but like they figure out their plan. They actually have a plan. <laughs> There's I think I think it's Flash who actually says the line, "Oh wow, plan. we actually have a plan." <laughs> yeah. Uh in in regards to, you know, stopping Steppenwolf when seeing they get to them, Russia. Seeing them work together and building up towards like them being a team is really nice. Again, it's much more interesting to just have them be a team and just understand each other than having dumb little like Avengers 2012 um, uh, uh, um, squabbles with each other. Like what, you know, Joss Whedon did or, you know, what Joss Whedon and the Warner Brothers execs did in the 2017 cut. Like, honestly, looking back at it, it just reminds me of like a shittier version of those tense scenes between the team in in, uh, the first Avengers movie. Yeah, you know, like it's it's kind of unnecessary. It makes more sense with that team because you have a lot of egos at play with you know Steve Rogers and 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 um and and Tony, but you know with this one you don't really have any egos. They're all kind of deities, and they're like yeah, we kind of under they're like the Chad brains. They kind of understand what's going on. It's like we don't need to fight. <laughs> we need to finish this mission. Um, but yeah, uh, I just don't they, understand they, like what I don't, like Sorry. I feel like so much of the original version of what, um, well, not the original version, sorry, the original cut of Justice League, like, half of those fucking, like, jokes seem so outdated, like, early 2000s kind of, like, comedy kind of vibes, it was really weird. Yeah. A lot also, of, like, it's like, 
It's like the first you know draft of a like, script. Like the first draft of the Avengers script. That's what it felt like. Yeah, but also, like, remember how much money there was a lot of money was being put into these reshoots for back in 2017, only for it to amount to a bunch of dumb ass jokes and a and a really sloppy CGI work on a mustache to, to cover up a mustache. That's it? What was it like three hundred like million that, in total? Was the budget? I I don't remember. Well, I mean, I'm trying to remember the reshoots. I, the Red Letter Media video, I think they, I think they clear, the, I think those guys clarified. It. I think it's like a hundred million dollars for those reshoots, or like somewhere close to it. Something Only for it to yeah. amount to a bunch of dumb MCU type jokes, you know, that yeah. just feels like it just came out of the factory. It didn't uh, work. At all. It didn't. It doesn't work at all. And it's like that's what you that's that's what you chose mm-hmm. instead of what was here already technically finished. But yeah. Uh, they they come up with the plan, and uh, it's at this point. I think it's at this point, yeah, where they where they're suiting up in the in the night fox. They get dropped or, off or, at the yeah. They get dropped off at the at, at the place Russia. where they're going. Yeah, yeah, not Chernobyl, but you know some some variation of Chernobyl. Some Russian thing, yeah. So, yeah, some nuked up Russian place. And then obviously Batman. Town, yeah, and know? then obviously Batman <laughs> goes in alone at first because you know he's fucking Batman and like. <laughs> <laughs> he's just had this famous f- throbbing fucking ego. Batman has to go in there alone and try to say, try to try to start shit. I mean, yeah, it's Batman. What do you expect? Yeah. You know, what do you expect from an actual fascist? Which again, um, <laughs> these like, sequences are so much better now, like now with like the, the the regrading because you don't get those disgusting red skies that they were trying that they were trying to pull off. Like you know, the, all the blocking I I, and the logistics look I, better. I, yeah. I, I don't get too angry about the red skies because I, I think thought it that was like a cool shit. little look. Like look it looks like shit. I it looks like shit, but the intention behind it looks kind of cool to me because it's like it, it's kind of like an Easter egg to the crisis events. Because what whenever attention? a crisis Being an happens, MCU? <laughs> no, no, because whenever a crisis happens in the DC lore, the skies always turn red. That always happens, and I thought that was a cool little thing. It looks like shit because you have like a bunch of ugly annihilation trees pop out of this uh, Russian cityscape. And, you know, it just doesn't work that way. But, you know, I thought the intention behind it was cool. I, I don't mind the desaturated dark skies look that, you know, the Snyder Cut has in this. It would, it, it, it's fine. It makes for, you know, it it's not off-putting and it doesn't like... Like it, 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 it's a great, it's a good thing that this movie isn't super depressing like Batman v Superman. You know, because like it, that, those elements would just make it feel like more of a letdown. For There's me a sense of hope while I'm watching it. Yeah, there is like a bit of a sense of hope, but like the desaturation stuff doesn't become that much of a problem now with this. You know, given the tone that this movie it's, is set, it's desaturated, but there's high contrast in between. Like when there, when when there are cut, like cut, popping colors, like they really pop out. You know. And like yeah. in the sequences, like at night, especially like with the explosions and shit, there's this really great shot of the team like fighting together. Like there, are, it's like the the splash the splash page shot, you know. Uh, them. I oh man, I don't. Batman I'm the not Batmobile. so hot about. Yeah, okay, I'm not so hot about that scene because I think, when I, you I just like freeze frame it, like those see you could tell like the CGI faces on Arthur and Diana, and it's like it looks like garbage. <laughs> like it looks really weird, and when you just stop it like that. But like, yeah, I, I, you know, it was a cool little shot for like fan service sake, and I I could yeah. I could give it a pass for that. Um, it's at this point now we'll get into the the Superman stuff that I wanted to mention here. We get the whole build up 
which is kind of, it kind of feels like a trailer moment when you just see Clark inside the Kryptonian spaceship. He's looking at all the suits and at the same time you get all this voiceover from um from uh from Russell Crowe. I love that part. I love that so much. It, it got it is, mega I got mega Chris mm, Reed vibes with with It's uh, one that. of the best moments in that film because you know alongside the Kent Farm scenes you get this much needed sense of humanity and and um and hope from superman that you don't i feel personally you don't really get as much in yeah. the later half of man of steel and especially in batman v superman for yeah. most of it you know like it it feels like that well-earned moment where superman is actually superman you know it feels a little bit i will say like you know to to be the contrarian in it in this in this sense in this scenario you know, like the 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 narration can also seem a little bit overhanded, where it's like, "Fly, son, it's your moment is now." But at the same time, I fuck with it because, like, it's it's the only thing we can have with Henry Cavill Superman. It's the, one of the most I really Superman scenes, it. yeah, yeah. And you know, it ends with the Christ imagery looking over the sun, and I'm like, you know what? I fuck with it. It's fine. I like it. You know, <laughs> it makes sense. You know, he's my Jesus. He's my Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. But the, uh, now we get now. The, this is uh, now the this is where the third yeah. act. Yeah, the the third act starts to differ completely from 2017. But like, even though the, it's the same structure, it's the same you know synopsis. It's the same premise. They have to invade the you know Steppenwolf's hideout and separate the mother boxes to prevent the destruction of Earth. But it's the 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 execution is completely different now. You have Batman. Obviously, he's going alone, but you know he's trying to like. Um, get through the get through the force field at the exact same time when he's just dropping a bunch of nukes all over the all uh all over to get an entrance and then you know you have barry's plan which is to run around as fast as he can to build up enough momentum to help uh victor not you (laughs) um (laughs) separate the mother boxes at the exact same moment when he when he can't when he has to uh to prevent the unity from happening and you get some actual, you know, some actually well-realized fight uh, choreography with Steppenwolf and Aquaman and and uh, and Diana. That's one of the best sequences. parts of those action sequences, like them like bouncing yeah. off each other, like actually, um, actually being like comic booky, you know. Also, like it's, team it's really combos, fun. which is yeah, a yeah, much yeah. Awesome, which is a very well welcomed uh, addition to this to the uh, to this uh, third act. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I, I'm there's thinking actual... specifically when. When like or when Arthur like strikes down the trident and uh, Cyborg does the sonic wave at the same time, it's awesome. Yeah. That shit's it cool. Feels like they, it feels like they actually storyboarded this, you know. And there's yeah. uh, and like you could tell how much they planned out. Like they plan out a uh, action sequence by the way it's edited too. Because like I've noticed with a lot of this film, there's no crazy back and forth like editing. That just you know, it, it's like it's the not kind choppy. of editing. Yeah. Is that the kind of editing like in a lot of Marvel films where like you can tell they're trying to hide like the inconsistencies or the kind of the issues with uh, what's actually on screen? And like there's a lot of like the the way this film is edited is really is really nice because you could like there are long drawn out sequences of uh, of action uh, of like you know action different things and you know it's cutting back and forth between you know all the characters doing their own thing like Batman sniping from the fucking tower like an Ubisoft game. Let's uh, okay yeah let's talk about Batman in this sequence because technically he's actually doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, he's actually doing shit, but it makes sense in this context because while these actual, you know, deities with superpowers are fighting uh, and, and doing their own job in, in this mission, he is basically, you know, just sniping a bunch of uh, parademons going up this tower like it's fucking Bloody Palace in DMC. You know, like, it, 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 it's, it's kind of silly, but it makes a lot of sense for this version of the character because what's he going to do? Just brood? I mean, he can, but, you know, he's doing something that actually benefits the team because, you know, uh, I mean, Flash still gets shot by a parademon, but he's, you know, helping Barry out by killing a bunch of parademons and, um, you know, just helping doing the a part. team yeah, a little yeah. bit better. Yeah. I like that everybody has something to do, and I like the way the editing is balanced between everybody. And, you know, as as uh, Barry is running around charging up, Victor's doing his thing, we finally get, you know, the first, like, introduction of Superman and the team working together. You know, Superman slams down, protecting Victor from Steppenwolf. The axe hits Superman's shoulder. Not impressed, he says. What do you think of that line? I thought I like it was, it. like, I thought it was fine. I like you know, it. No, like, I like it. It was, it. Like, one of those things it's where nice like, and didn't corny. Have to say anything. Yeah, sure, but I it's... Get, yeah, that's the thing. It's nice and that, corny, that's why yeah. I, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. He, uh, better use of he uh better use of um of uh of uh of freeze breath in this in this version than in 2017. First of all, by the way, remember how Superman shows up in the 2017 cut? He's like, I have a sense for justice. And he just it, and that's it. He has like some dumb little quippy line when he shows up and everybody's like, "Oh my god, Superman." <laughs> yeah, no, this is oh, that was this bad. is definitely a better scene, you know, and like seeing Superman like fight, you know, Steppenwolf manhandling him completely. It's still really oh, great. Man. And like it's not just like oh Superman shows up and he just destroys everything. Like the same team is still doing their thing. They're still like fucking him up and like, you know, Flash is still running. Batman's up there just sniping people. Um Yeah. And, you know, at a point, you know, while Superman is just, you know, wrecking shit up, he fucks up, he fucks up Steppenwolf's axe. He's just really fucking everything up. He, um, uh, it cuts to a pair of He's like, he's like a good, he's like Anderson Silva in his prime, just kicking him down, you know, and just, and then he laser eyes his ear off, which, man, it's a perfect, oh my God, moment from Witch Heavens in that video. (laughs) It was fucking awesome. Fucking. It's, it's, it's like. That's the best version of... That's the best re- justification for why this movie is rated R. It's like, mm. oh, how do you stop this actual demon? Just fuck it. Just heat vision his ear off. <laughs> like like a super-powered Michael Madsen. So, <laughs> so, while Batman is literally fucking, like, mutilating the mutilating Steppenwolf. Um, and gets him on the ground Superman. and starts yeah. beating the... Sh- yeah, Superman. Starts beating the shit out of him, too. Like, sm- like, like, like uh, a Benny Safdie in the beginning of Good Time. Literally getting his yeah. ass beat. And um, a, a par- random parademon just, like, gets on a turret, shoots at the Flash. He stops running, you know, kind of injures him. And then, you know, that obviously that's an issue for the rest of the team. Um, he stops the charging. Uh, Cyborg needs to needs Barry for the charge. He's calling for Barry. Nothing's going on. Tensions are high as fuck. The boom tomb portal opens. You see Darkseid looking into the whole, into ev- looking at everybody as, as shit's about to get fucked. And... You know, they're trying to separate the the mother boxes. Nothing's working out. 
And, uh, what and happens? then the fucking world yeah. gets nuked. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Imagine. Okay. You know. Okay. I know. Which I, leads I, to I'm the sure best scene in the movie, which we'll get into, which we'll get into right now. Yeah. Yes, we will. <laughs> we definitely will. But like, imagine if Snyder just ended the movie right then and there. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Darkseid shows up with Granny Goodness and and Desaad and is like, oh my god, we're too late. Boom. The end. And part There's two was supposed Snyder to be the, the, the nightmare movie. Injustice. Yeah, no, that would have been that would have been insane. Uh, that would have been fucking wild. But um, I so was nukes, say, nukes. Everyone's disintegrated. Fuck. No, I know it, but <laughs> it's like it's it's such an unconventional ending, like a quote unquote ending to this story out of nowhere. You know, like I I love it. I love I love the fact that they that they um that like for a quick moment you're kind of led to believe like oh my god is that it did they all just fucking die like that. Also, cool little Easter egg. You see, like, Darkseid with his hands behind his back yeah. in that moment. And it's like, oh, yeah, I wanted more of that. I just I just liked seeing that. Uh, but, yeah, the fucking nuke happens. And then, wow, the Flash gets probably the best scene of the whole film. <laughs> yeah, so so the, the, the explosion goes off. Everything's fucked. Just white flash of light. And then as and then Flash reaches out. And everything, he he steps into the speed force, just like looking and surrounding there. Everything is slowly disintegrating. He realized what what's happening, and you just hear the fucking that guitar, whatever or like whatever that instrument was. You start hearing. Yeah, I, guess, I think it was. I think it was a keyboard. It, it yeah, was the flashes theme, theme that plays yeah. is really good. The, like it was like the Flash's theme. It was really fucking like like visceral and like <laughs> and, like you, you see like Barry's talking himself. He's like, you gotta break the rule, Barry. You gotta go faster than the speed of light. You gotta fucking do this shit, Barry. Come on. And then yeah, he preps and he starts up running, just, and he's like yeah. Dostoevsky, and he like time starts to reverse. You know, and he, as he's you running, know, okay, yeah, as he's running. I know you weren't a you weren't a fan of the dialogue he's saying here, but like. It, it's a, yeah, also it's a one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's, it's corny, but I, I fuck with this. You know, it's like the whole make your own future. You know, yeah, I was one of the good ones, dad. I, I just I wish it was a voiceover. Pa. I just wish it was a voiceover and not just Barry speaking to himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just feeding, yeah. just feeding his ego. Yeah. <laughs> just but knowing yeah. that he's going he's gonna to be able to reverse time and save Dude, the day. <laughs> that, that visual of him raising his hand up in the air and just looking around to just everything destroyed. It's so cool. Like, I, I will just to add on to every obviously just to add on to what everybody else is saying. Yeah, shit. This is actually the first time where I saw a sequence with Ezra Miller's flash and made me think, you know, a weird, weird um, tackling shit aside makes me really excited for that movie when it comes out next year. Because no, yeah, holy shit, that's visually it's it's stunning. No, um, yeah, so. He um yeah he he reverses you know he reverses all all of time like he touches cyborg again cyborg like you know goes back into like his weird like you know mother box purgatory that he has in his head you know uh has like he accepts you know his story arc kind of is complete by this point he kind of accepts who he is you know I'm not broken yeah and I'm not alone and he's not alone which is I really like nice oh yeah I really I really like ni- that that's a very nice line I really like that arc for 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 Victor um he uh yeah so he he goes on you know he he separates some other box with 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 soups's help and then uh separated you know they you know obviously flash saves the fucking world um uh, what happens next? Uh, Steppenwolf gets treated like oh a Oh my bitch fucking and- god. First he gets pitchforked. He gets pitchforked by Aquaman. Yeah, dude. 
He gets, gets thrown off in justice punted, style. Yeah, punted by Superman and then decapitated by Wonder Woman. Into yeah, the, the boom Israeli hole. the Israeli cry starts off in the score, and you just see <laughs> Diana <laughs> and just chops his fucking head off in front of Darkseid. Yeah, which so honestly, wonders in his fucking chaser. Tell- <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's the coolest way of telling you know him and this in this fucking Dark Legion from Apocalypse like fuck off, you know we will fucking kill you. We're the Look villains. What we did to this piece of shit. Yeah, we're the tyrants, not you. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and you that see that that, that wasn't cool like moment a- of um. Whoa, whoa, sorry, yeah. <laughs> no, that wasn't like a threat. That wasn't a threat to more, uh-uh. That wasn't like a threat of dark side. That, that that was more like, that was more just like us, like, reclaiming our, our, our place as the real tyrants of this world. Like, yeah, like, no, it, it was the Justice League collectively dropping their dick in the floor and then making the earth shake. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, no, it was a really cool scene. Oh, and then the scene in Apocalypse between Darkseid and, and like, the sod. Oh, dude. Well, before that, you get that funny little, you know, visual of Steppenwolf's head just being crushed by Darkseid's yeah, boot. Yeah, yeah. And he's and Dasad, yeah, and, and then you get the exchange where Dasad is like, well, the boom tube closes when you have that little cool tease of Darkseid and the League looking at each other, you know, setting up a sequel that technically probably most likely will not ever happen. But you hey, know, know. it'd be cool. Who yeah, no, point- no, yeah, we're talking about the fucking Snyder cut. Exactly. Stranger things have happened. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but um. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> back yeah, okay, then, here's one little problem. Hang on. Let me backpedal uh, on sure, this for a sure, quick second. Sure, sure, sure. Why would Darkseid just not use his um his his Omega beams the moment the boom tube opens? You know, like why would he just not attack at the second that boom tube opens and just be like, oh shit, threats to me. Time to die. <laughs> well, to be it's fair, it's kind of funny that he just stays there watching. I guess, sure, but like you know, he did send Darks like uh, Steppenwolf to like do his deeds for him, and I guess like he was just trying to like observe who these people are because he had no no idea. I feel like Darkseid like is the kind <laughs> of like you know kind of villain where like he he'd rather just like go up there just like, you know you know tear them with their uh, with their me hands you know. Uh, no, I I would have I would have loved to have seen a shot going back to the Marvel well for a second. I guess I would have loved to have seen a shot of just Dark Side just like looking with his head cocked, being like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" Like when Thanos is holding is um like when Steve is holding Thanos's gloves, yeah, uh, the gauntlet in Infinity War, and he's just like doing all the math in his head. <laughs> that would so, be funny. So yeah, yeah. so Dark Side the scene in Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. So Dark Side's like, we'll use the old ways. And then, uh, which is a really cool line, and basically, you know, prepping for teasing an invasion of Earth again. And then, I think probably one of my favorite, probably my favorite shot in the movie. Well, one of my favorite shots, the final scene of the team finally standing together. You know, them on the top of the silo, looking at you know a saved world, and them just you know standing, being awesome. Superman with the black suit looks really fucking cool. Uh, Which, by the way, they kind of really. There's no reason for him to be wearing a black suit. It's really just because it would look cool. And so funny to me. And the black suit has such a specific reason too. Like (laughs) in the comics, the black suit was a regeneration suit, so obviously it was black to take up more sunlight. But, yeah, it keeps them healthy. Yeah, but like what the f- they just they just put it just for like you know because it looks cool. And he, which is a very and Zack Snyder. You thing also see, you also see the like the Man of Steel suit. 
Oh, yeah, like, he just couldn't give a fuck about him. Like, like, <laughs> like th- there's the BVS suit, which is, like, the, like the, I guess the, the brighter, like, newer kind. And then there's the, 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 the muddier, like, BVS one. He saw that there. That was there. <laughs> he could have taken that one, but no, he just saw the black suit because, like, damn. Nice. Like, <laughs> so, so, Superman's got drip in this film yeah. and shows, man. So yeah, that shot happens of like all of them together, and like uh, my, my my favorite shot is not specifically the one the low angle of them all standing, but the panning shot where it starts uh, it starts on Cyborg and it goes all the way to oh yeah, Aquaman. just showing each member. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was a really beautiful shot, and like. I guess like, the movie could have ended right there and like, it would have been almost perfect. And like <laughs> that movie and like to be honest that scene I think to me was personally like the moment that it really hit me this like, damn we finally got a Justice League movie. After yeah, years of waiting. Good. And it was good. And it was good. It was <laughs> and it was actually really good and like I guess it's a little harder to like really determine whether like well, well we can both definitely say it's good but like it, it's a little harder to like really like come to terms with uh with this film not come to terms but like i'm more interested to see what somebody who hasn't seen the original justice league has to say about this movie i know a couple of people who have done that i, I a couple of friends of mine at school i talked to them and uh they never saw 20 the 2017 cut oh good for them mostly because i would tell them please don't you're good friends <laughs> <laughs> thank you i try and, um, you know, from uh, I've gotten the same consensus from those people, too. Like they watched it and it was like, yeah, this is a good movie, which I guess is what, you know, I, I don't want to bring up Rotten Tomatoes, but, you know, it, it looks like that should it looks like that's what's happening right now, because it's like, what, 75 percent, 75 yeah. on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, which holy shit, like what the highest a Zack Snyder DC movie and has been? especially <laughs> back then. You know, in this like fandom community, Ron Tomato was literally the boogeyman for Snyder films. Oh yeah, no, I remember how like how it kind of broke my heart seeing it. You know, BBS. having seeing a, a no Man of Steel specifically because that was like fifty six percent. Oh, dude, and that for hurt me, me to watch. Yeah, I, I <laughs> guess like yeah, for BVS it was bad. Sure, I mean not not BVS. Sorry, for Man of Steel for Man it was Steel. bad. It was bad. Sure, but like. I guess the impact hit a little harder for BVS because fuck man, it was the world's finest, you know. That was the movie we've literally waited our, waited our entire lives to see, you know. The, the Batman and Superman in the big screen together, and yeah, you know. And one hey, of the, I'm, one of the craziest Hollywood stories to have ever come out. I'm in, I'm in, happy. In <laughs> I'm happy that we got a definitive vision of these characters. You know, and not just some yeah. hosh posh like like melting pot of like different fucking visions that don't make sense and don't correlate. You know. Also, you know, in a way, uh, like to add on to the uh, to um to yeah, and you know to add on to the post credit scenes that we'll be talking about, obviously in the epilogue. You know, some not some some well some welcomed closure to this era of DC films or like this vision of of. The DC universe, yeah. as told by Zack Snyder, you know, I, I, I admired it for that, and you know, it made for a good movie in that regard. I will say, look, it, it could the movie could have ended perfectly either on that shot of the team altogether, or you know, the final shot, what I consider to be the final shot, which is Superman, um, opening it, uh, you know, ripping open his his uh, his suit to see the to show the black X, the the black X, the black S, yeah. 
Yeah. You have that sweet little moment with Cyborg listening to Silas's tapes about, you know, taking the time for now, focusing on the now and, you yeah. know, uh, uh, like cool little montage moments of the heroes going their separate ways and setting up their movies. It's a lot of nice closure. It's it's a it's a very return of yeah. the king type of ending. Yeah, and then we get into more of the Return of the King type of stuff where it's like, this didn't really need to happen. We kind of already had an ending here with yeah. the post credit scenes, which, look, they have some good moments in them. They have some unnecessary moments in them. But let's just go, you know, right into it with the first one, which was the original post credit scene with Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor and uh, Joe Manganiello's So Deathstroke. much better. Oh, so much better. So much better. Like, I, although I've known, I, I like, it is, it is, it, 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 um, it was known that whatever Zack Snyder's Justice League 2 was supposed to be, one of the things that was going to happen was, you know, the League versus the Legion of Doom with Martian Manhunter. That yeah. was an idea that he had there. So, you know, given the one that was, the scene that was presented in 2017, still kind of made some sense. But in this version, it's so much better because you have a you have a Jesse Eisenberg that doesn't that you know comes off as way less kooky. Yeah, than, yeah. Um, than you know his usual uh, Lex Luthor shtick. He's more put together. But those, he, he, yeah, he, yeah. He's more put together. He has a really cool suit, very very Lex Luthorish. And then obviously we get that stroke again, Joe Mangelino. Who? Well, again, okay, okay. I was I was gonna say like. There's also that really you know, obviously tacked on line of, oh, yeah, the doctors gave me some much needed clarity. Yeah. You'll never I mean, see like, that dumb version of Lex Luthor again. I mean, yeah, and then, whatever, yeah, this scene know, like... originally sets up Ben Affleck's Batman movie with Joe Manganiello finding out that uh, through Lex Luthor that uh, Bruce Wayne is Batman. And he's like, oh, nice. Yeah. And I which, guess it implies that, that... that. That adds a lot more. That adds a lot more uh, to. Um... Mm-hmm. Like to what they wanted to what they wanted to do originally, plus the, with the addition of it's personal because you know. Um, it, it's, I assume the eye was caused by Bruce. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm. I think that eye that eye for an eye thing was just like uh, Lex being cheeky, but um, <laughs> Lex being a dick. Yeah, literally, because he always has yeah. he always has to say something fucking bitch, but. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so he he's he's doing it free. It's personal between him and 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 Bruce and and uh, Slade now knows that uh, Bruce Wayne was uh, that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Which and they've mentioned before that Batfleck Batfleck's movie was supposed to be like Deathstroke kind of attacking Bruce and off from all angles, both physically and like you know his uh, I assume his social life, like him being Bruce and supposedly Wayne. and supposedly inside like mainly taking place inside Arkham Asylum. Which we get like a cool little visual of of what Arkham well, Asylum okay. actually looks like in this right. universe. Wait, it's, called, cool. it's, it's called Arkham Home, which is a callback to Dark Knight Returns, which I think is awesome. But the thing oh, with I didn't realize okay. that. Oh. yeah, 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 it's really cool. Um, but the thing with that that uh, I don't really uh, I, that um, I don't really uh, I, I don't know where that was going was the fact that um, was the fact that uh, apparently there were different versions of you know Batfleck's movie. And what they wanted to do with it, and I think that the version with Deathstroke might be different from the version with the Arkham, with, with Arkham being involved. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. there's I mean, a, it, a lot of different it's, versions. It's an, it's an interesting little tag there for you know what we knew uh, yeah. going forward about and, what this universe could have been. And which okay, like that part. Okay, now that's the difference between like I guess the all the post credit scenes because there's, there's technically three. 
um, you know, that that being one and then the other two, which were tacked on later. See, yeah, I don't give, like, so we already I, talked about the Martian Manhunter thing and that's fine. Yeah, but now one second, one we second. Have the nightmare sequence. Yeah, yeah, okay, one second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, with, yeah, yeah, with the Lex Luthor scene, the Lex Luthor post credit, like, we're like, I guess we're not like putting that much thought and like, you know, credits to this scene that much because we kind of know like, yeah, there's, there, you know, we're, we're, we're doing, we're doing Robert Pattinson. Baffleck, I think is, is moved on with, you know, they probably won't bring him back into the flash, but well, no, he actually is confirmed to still be in the flash. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what I mean. Like we're, we're, we're going to get him like again in the flash and probably never, never again after that, which I'm, you know, I'm fine with, but the difference between obviously this post credit scene and the next two is that the next two, they are very specifically added, very last minute. The, like, oh yeah, these were the, the these were la- like I'm pretty sure most of the budget they were given was to make these scenes specifically, which is very interesting because this did not need to be in there. The other post credit scene makes sense why it's there. <laughs> it, it, it was there originally, but this these two, what the fuck, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, again, we've already talked about the Martian Manhunter scene, and now we're going to talk about the nightmare sequence with Joker yeah. and, and Mera and, and evil Superman. But, like, it, it, it again, it's a weird back, uh, back and forth with me with this, because, yes, this is an interesting little tagline for fan service, like, you know, fan service for fan service's sake to show a, a, a universe... You know, just show interesting, like, setups for a universe that actually will not happen again. And at the same time, they feel so obviously and un- unnecessarily tacked on. Stapled on. <laughs> you know, literally stapled into the film because of that same reason, which kind of makes the ending of the film, you know, kind of like uh worthless in a way <laughs> and honestly Which like sucks. and it honestly just like it also confirms what we originally thought like was going to happen with like the snyder Cup, where we kind of thought that like yeah zach snyder pro- is probably low-key kind of trying to 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 bring back the, this universe in, in some way and like those last two those last two post credit scenes just seem like a weird backdoor pilot to something that's coming in the future well yeah and it's not supposed like to be Jared there, Leto, which is so weird. And, <laughs> like just like Jared Leto in this scene, it feels like one last chance at redemption to try to, you know, get the masses going and change the narrative of, you know, certain things in the DCU. My favorite Joker design. One of my favorites. It's so great. One of the best Joker designs for sure. And I guess we'll just get into the, you know, the context of the film uh, of this scene is just it's it's set in the nightmare timeline Trenchcoat Batman, Mara with Aquaman's trident who's seeking revenge against Superman, Ezra Miller's flash with the armor that technically kind of doesn't really look like Ezra Miller. It, it feels like it's a different actor. My headcanon would be that it's just not even Barry. It's like Wally or some shit like that. Or Bart Allen, like some other flash nah, would Barry. be cool. Yeah, that's Barry. But I know, cool. but that, yeah. that'd be cool. That's cool headcanon for me. And then uh, Joe Manga and then Deathstroke as well. Teaming up with Batman. And then we get Au Contraire, my little fish stick, with Jared Leto's one last sh- shot at fame as the Joker in this scene with yeah. and this exchange with Batman. I loved, I like, parts of me really, really love that exchange. Even though it makes no sense for it to be in the movie, I really admire the fact that, in a way, like what, you know, again, like what Snyder did with these reshoots, 
he gave Leto a chance to prove himself, it, albeit in one scene where he doesn't have to be remembered as literally the worst Joker. You know, because that's what his he's been for the no, last couple legacy, of years since yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's his legacy. That's what his legacy's been since Suicide Squad came out. And now it's like, okay, you know, like it's not the worst Joker, but it's definitely better than what we got in Suicide Squad, which makes it a you know makes that legacy a little less tainted now for you know that inter for him and yeah. as uh, and and that character. I oh, love yeah. that. I love the interaction with him and and Batman in this. I you like know, it. Hinting. Hinting the whole thing with with uh, what happened to Robin, sending the boy Wonder to do a man's job. And, I like you know, uh, I, I I like what, what they were what what they were implying with a lot of the with a lot of the, uh, I I like what they were implying with a lot of the dialogue. I like that uh, I like that uh, he was kind of just like fucking with uh, fucking with uh, with Batman in like a, in, in a much more personal level. Um, I think that uh, the uh, the edgy like reach around and uh, reach around line <laughs> was like yeah it's funny but like it's like okay all right you know okay no, like, that, it, 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 it just kind of makes me it just kind of makes me feel like Zack Snyder has the mind of a thirteen year old whenever he writes a lot of these comic scenes like it's just like well I mean the, the overt or, urging or Jared Leto that's I, the thing well you know? I don't know the overt edginess kind of like it, like it's fine you know in this context yeah but like you know like. It's you know whatever you know <laughs> like, that, like that, that's that's where the back and forth kind of comes up back with me with this where it's like yeah this Joker's interesting but then I'm still seeing some shades of Jim Carrey and as the corny laugh as it really is do with that for, for Look, me you know? as corny as it is it's still an improvement you know and like especially like yeah. the design and the voice you know it really adds a lot to it you know and like I, I you know it's pretty cool like them seeing them together because it's what we've always wanted to see and Batman yeah. has the Batman has the funniest line in the entire fucking movie. I will fucking kill you. That that shit kill, dude. That shit kills me. That's so funny. I love it. It's so funny. Um, and uh, it, it's followed up with a pretty accurate and good Joker moment where he's like, "Oh yeah, I, you almost fooled me for a second. Because obviously, Batman's you know not smart enough to actually do the the deed and take him out. Because I don't know why, honestly. Why we've talked? I mean, about I think this at this point he Jokers would. I think recap, at this point he would. Like, man. <laughs> Well, He's then already... why is he still there? <laughs> well, well, we don't know the context of like this scene. You know, it could yeah. be that he still needs him uh, for for what something. I, Whatever the what fuck I like Snyder a... wanted to do. Yeah, what I read in an article about it was that uh, whatever this Justice League sequel was supposed to be, which you know, if if one actually comes out of this, it should just be called Injustice because that's what this universe kind of feels like anyway going forward. Um, it it uh, apparently it was supposed to be set up as like a midnight run style team up between Batman and Joker, which reminds me of some of the more recent Scott Snyder comics of the two of them, and I find that really funny. That could have been really, really cool. Th- that would have been a really cool you know concept. Yeah, you know, yeah, you get the teases of like the death of Harley Quinn at the hands of Joker, and and telling Bruce the pro that you know he that um to you know to keep a promise that he'll fucking kill the Joker. Which, you know, nobody really believes. Not even the Joker. And you get that whole, ah, 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 with his, you know, ah, bird ah, laugh. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> yeah. Um, ah. <laughs> yeah, we get a, we, yeah, we get like a, a revelation that like, you know, Harley Quinn is dead in this universe, which, hey, you know, everyone's dead. It makes sense. 
Um, <laughs> Everybody's dead. Weird implications <laughs> of what, how much Joker actually knows, because Joker's aware of alternate timelines, and he's aware that Lois was the key somehow. It's fucking weird. Oh yeah, how she loved her so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how she loved him so. Uh, yeah, actually, I get it. Fire Marshal uh, Bill. Mention, like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I forgot to mention also uh, that scene where. Uh, where but Superman is like hunched over like uh, Lois's dead body, uh, and Dark Side's like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> um, that <laughs> was actually hang, bro. <laughs> that that actually took place in the Batcave. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. A first, you see uh, the the uh, Robin Memorial in the back. Interesting. Yeah, I would have loved a I would have loved a little um, hunka hunka line or uh, reference. In that exchange, followed by "I will fucking kill you." You know, I <laughs> you know, like flirtation. Flirtation's Joker is always to me the funniest Joker. Oh yeah, no, slightly horny Joker is yeah. a funny. We're talking around the I reach around it. the reach around line is definitely flirtation's Joker, but like I guess like it's just like the the fact that Snyder wrote it like makes it you know. <laughs> It feels more of a Snyder. It feels more like a Snyder line than it does like a Joker line. You get me? You just bonk. You just send Jared Leto to the horny police yeah. for just being so horny as a clown. But yeah, yeah, but it's know, cool. And then the scene ends. The scene ends with them looking over evil Superman because he catches them. Oh, forgot to mention there is another scene of evil Superman flying Wait, around in a destroyed <laughs> Hall of Justice earlier That's on the so movie. That's so cool. That scene is fucking cool. awesome. It looks like. And by the way, that scene looks it, like. It, wait, wait, one second. That scene looks mm-hmm. like a, a literally a cutscene from Injustice. The way he's just like looking into the camera, fucking. I, I think ho- uh, holding on to Batman's mask with the fucking uh, with the laser eyes on. You see a dead fucking Green Lantern. <laughs> it's Kilowog. Yeah, it's Kilowog, dude. Yeah. That's fu- that was awesome. But I was gonna say it's a it's actually you know fan theory hats on. It's a cool little um uh. Uh, it's a cool little follow up to what this scene uh, is, what this scene gets, um, what the scene brings up, which is that little truce that Batman and Joker have with the Joker card saying, if you rip this card, you, you, um, uh, I can't remember what the truce was. Like, I guess, yeah, if he rips the Joker card, he kills him, right? Or something like that. Meaning the, and, and in that scene where you see evil Superman flying on top of the broken, uh, the, the destroyed remnants of the Hall of Justice. You you see a you see a flying broken Joker card in there, implying that he actually killed Joker. I believe. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, in which, some capacity, cool. just broke that you know broke uh, that uh, the truce treaty or whatever the fuck. Um, or it just could have been vaporized in half. Yeah. Also. That too. Yeah, maybe, maybe. No. So yeah, uh, we get um yeah, and like um we forgot to mention also, but like this uh this uh this nightmare uh uh version of the Justice League is included is included by it includes Batman um one uh, um, not Wonder Woman sorry she's dead uh Cyborg Flash in his like really oh, cool Cyborg, armored yeah. suit is really cool like time travel armored suit uh Deathstroke with. Such a fucking awesome design. He that shit looks so the cool here. Great. The Mohawk is the best part. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, Mara holding, interestingly enough, uh, uh, the king, the king Atlanta. Um, uh, yeah, we mentioned this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aquaman's tried in 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 that one in the solo you know, film. And uh, yeah, and uh, Joker. So that that's like the that's like the mini Justice League they have. And then at the very end, uh, Superman uh, shows up. You know, to to fuck shit up. That was actually the second shot of the movie that was taken from a different one. 
the scene where it's a close up on Superman and he just has the laser eyes and looks is like it also from Man of Steel? It's from BVS. It's from oh, interesting. Uh, it's it's uh, it's the first scene where Superman shows up in like Africa. Oh yeah, and he just kills that guy. Yeah, it's not okay. It's that exact That's same funny. shot, but just That's like funny re-edited. Yeah, which obviously it movie makes sense. Magic. You know? Yeah, yeah, movie magic. I like that. And then, yeah, we end with the Martian Manhunter tease, which, yeah, no, it's nice to have Martian Manhunter there. That's a cool little bit of fan service. But really, he's a bit of a selfish prick. He should have helped at the first place. (laughs) We have to remember with this scene, like, this version of Bruce, like, not even, like, a few months ago, like, he he was ready to fucking murder like the like like this fucking alien that 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 oh no any alien up. any alien he was at a all. straight up xenophobe like <laughs> I, like he was ready to fucking murder him with his bare hands and he's just completely cool with this guy Martian Manhunter which don't get me wrong it was pro- he probably didn't like say much because he was probably really scared because like what the fuck is <laughs> what the fuck is this thing on my front uh, on my dock like <laughs> what, I I wanna my head cannon for this would be that like Bruce is. Bruce just smoked a huge fucking bowl the night before, and he's no, just he's like, drunk. He's passed out. He was passed out. <laughs> probably that, or probably passed out drunk, and he's just watching this, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, sure, Alfred. I love that you're green. Nice. Yeah, where the fuck is Alfred? He just goes back to sleep. Where the fuck is Alfred? I don't know. I don't know. Making more tea. Yeah. He loves making tea. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's funny. Or he's on an episode of, uh, or he's on an episode of, um, what's that? What's that British car show? Hot Turbo, not Hot Turbo. Wait, Fuck. I'm sorry. Wait, no, it pissed. No, I'm pissed off. All right, what? the fucking <laughs> the end of this. Like he literally says, "My name is Mar." Like I am the Martian Manhunter. Martian oh, yeah, no, Manhunter. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, would you not think that Bruce would be like, um, <laughs> like, like <laughs> this? The, like, why, why did she like come up to like why, why did uh, he come up to like, like Diana or something? Or like th- th- that probably would would, would be less. I-, I guess that'd make more sense, right? No, but it's also just a shitty line, to, like a like a dumb little line. There, it's I like, oh, the you Martian know, they Man. also call me the Martian Manhunter. Who the people you didn't save your whole fucking life, you coward? The man <laughs> you were hunting? Who? <laughs> <laughs> like, who the fuck? <laughs> well, 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 who's they that they're calling you this? The humans that, that you're fucking you you traumatized. The fucking Martian Oreos that he's friends with as he puts it Mar- inside his mouth, man. Knowing Snyder, he'd make Martian Manhunter like a fucking murderer. <laughs> like, like just a, like a, a villain. I mean, shit, he was an army general for a minute, you know? So, like, yeah, probably he was. Jesus. But yeah, thus concludes <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. And thus concludes... Our review you know, of it. Kind yeah, of. Re- our review, but our, re- our review of a... You know, of a pretty good movie. Of a I movie that had no right existing. Well, it did have it a had right no existing. right existing and no... Okay, no. It had a right existing, but it had no right being as um, thorough. Fulfilling. As, no, as, just, as, justifi- uh, as justifying, fulfilling, and satisfying. Yeah. As it needed to be. You yeah. know, I, I, ex- I expected this shit to suck. We I all really did. did. We all did. And now you know what? I hate the fact that it's part of me kind of hates the fact that it's on an HBO Max because like everything else that's really good on streaming, I really want a physical release of this. I, I th- want the Blu-ray. I think we're gonna or get the 4K one. version of this. I think, we're I think go we one. are. Yeah. Because like, how are they not going? We're getting a black and white version. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> we're getting a black and white version of this fucking movie. Another cut with more footage. 
Like, Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. No, there's gonna be well, a fourth no, cut it, of this movie. A fourth well, one. It, yeah, no, because it's. it's because the additional scenes apparently are just more Joker scenes, where it's like, why? Yeah, okay, <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Let's. Yeah, let me see more. Whatever. Well, maybe not? if they're good, they're good. But I'm not gonna watch a black and white four hour cut of this. I'll just watch the colored one. You know, with the four by. You know, I never even finished ratio. the fucking look. I never even finished the fucking black and white version of Logan. <laughs> oh, it's a good version. That one is very see, very. That makes good. sense. See, that would make that makes sense. There's I, well, I because get, it's a noir story. Yes, it's a neo noir. Yes. Yeah. What the fuck is is Snyder doing? <laughs> I don't know. I that like that one feels that one feels a little bit more pretentious than like a four by three aspect ratio thing. Yeah. The black and yeah. white version, by the way, of uh, Mad Max Fury Road, still that's also really oh, yeah. good. The black uh, and chrome a, edition. Yeah, black, black and, chrome. and chrome. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that one's good. This movie had no right being as good as it had to be. And right now, honestly, now that I've, it's been a few days that I've seen it, it, a- it actually makes for one of the better DC movies of all time for me. It's number two you know, for me. It's, it, it's number two. It's, it's behind Dark Knight? It, it, well, no, well, no, I'm talking about DCU. I'm talking oh, about, okay, okay. And it's like I'm be- talking about DC in general. Like, this yeah, is one of the best movies they've ever done. For this sure. is like number two behind like Shazam for the DCU. Ah, interesting. You yeah. rank Shazam on the top. I would probably, I'd probably swap it with either like Aquaman or Wonder Woman, and then right under would be Shazam or something like that. Maybe I don't know. I Zack Snyder's Justice League is definitely in the top five of this current incarnation of DC movies. Yeah, for sure. I I'm really happy about that one. Uh, uh that you know this came out and it, and that it was good. Yeah, no. And I'm, ha- I'm happy I, we I could. We- <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, I could only hope, given that we are still, you know, we're we're c- coming close towards the end of this pandemic, but, you know, we're still going to be feeling some are delays we? in production. I feel I feel like it, I feel like we're going to the to the end of this tunnel tunnel. But like, I, I would hope that the success of this movie, even though, you know, the comments by the Warner Media CEO is saying otherwise. I would hope that this leads the charge towards other cuts of movies that were left, you know, uh, on the cutting room floor, obviously, uh, meta- you know, uh, silly enough. Well, like the NC-17 uh, version of Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah, you know, like as silly as that sounds, I wouldn't mind having that sort of shit plopped on a streaming service because that's cool. That would that would make something interesting. Or you know what? Like, you know, you mentioned Fan Stick, Josh Trank's original cut. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. Oh, okay. You whoa, know? whoa. All right. Okay, whoa. All but, right. No, but the but difference here's being... the thing. Here, here, <laughs> here's the big thing with me with this. And I know it's a huge fucking long shot. I feel like that one's... This one is more impossible than, you know, Josh Trank getting his version of Fent Stick out there. But, you know, for me... Seeing the like, success that this movie's currently having right now... I would love for this to go... You know, to be to be uh, heard by a Disney exec, by a Lucasfilm exec in particular, for them to be like, um, you know what? Maybe we should release that Lord and Miller cut of Solo. Well, you know? okay, all right, okay, that right. would be right. nice. Now, okay, maybe that Solo cut <laughs> to show a director's maybe... vision instead of that's... some uh, some compromised work. That's a hard maybe. Yeah. That's a very hard maybe because all right, like Trank. All right, all right, a, a Trank cut. That's non-existent because the thing with that is that uh, uh, the entire production of Fanforstic was middle to begin with, so they never shot anything yeah. that Trank was approved of. 
Snyder had had the footage he wanted to use, but you know, obviously had to like, you know pu- puff it out a bit, reshoot a few things here and there, but you know, and like something Which is, like uh, uh, in a similar case with Solo with Lord and Miller, they basically but, shot for a few, like they almost shot the entire thing, like sixty percent. Ron right? Howard came in, yeah, it's like sixty percent of the film. And then Ron Howard came in to finish the rest of it and then make apparently a completely different movie in tone. Yeah, you know? I, I don't think I, I think that's a it's little a difficult huge as well. long shot. Yeah. It will never, pro- most never. likely, it will never happen. They but probably I would ne- love for somebody to listen that, to look at the success and capitalize on. <laughs> They'll never work with them like again. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never work yeah. with them again. Yeah, <laughs> knowing Disney, they hold yeah. grudges. <laughs> yeah, but, I, uh, I look. It's at the end of the day, I'm I'm happy with what, again. I'm happy with what you know we got. We saw this. the Snyder cut, yeah. which is, which is something we, we saw the Snyder cut. We couldn't have said that two years ago when we started the show, you know. Yeah, and yeah, we that, couldn't have expected it to be good. Honestly, it's crazy. and it's it was crazy. good. Yeah, yeah. We 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 live in that timeline that you know. Yeah, that has the Snyder cut, and now anything is possible. But, uh, Man, I really hope that that uh, Day of the Dead movie or whatever the fuck that one's called is is good because that would be a really sad Army of the Dead, like one two punch. Yeah, Army of the Dead. It's I, not gonna I, be I, good, that would really fine. suck if <laughs> I know, but it's like, fine, what if it whatever. is? Though, you know what I mean? You know, sure, like, yeah, but why? But I'm not expecting it to be. So if it, it, uh, if it's disappointed, I I don't lose anything. I mean, if it's bad, I don't lose what? anything with it. So you know what? I think that's you know, even though we were impressed with this movie. At the end of the day, I think that's the way to go around, you know, Zack Snyder movies, at least, you know, with this next one coming out in May going forward, being like, eh, it kind of looks shitty, but like, what's the worst it could be? Complete dog shit? If it's not complete dog shit, you can walk away going, hey, you know what? It's not that bad. (laughs) Yeah. What's the worst (laughs) it could be? Bad? I don't care enough. Like, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, like, (laughs) but, you know. Snyder did a good job, and I'm happy he got his vision out there. Some yeah, it, sort of his, some sense of his vision out there. Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, this was done for the right reasons, you know, with good intentions. So I, you know, that's that's something you could appreciate. Um, yeah, the, I, 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 I don't know if you if you want to uh, mention that you wanted to, you wanted to uh, uh, drop your movie recommendation for next week. Right? Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. No, you know what? Might as well because this yeah. is technically the only. Yeah, no, this is the only episode you guys are gonna get this week because. Man, it's three hours long, and we've talked about the fucking Snyder Cut. You really think we're going to get into the news now? It's yeah, 1 no. a.m. right yeah. now when we're recording. Yeah, I, we yeah. love you guys, but we need to love ourselves. I really got to <laughs> go to the bathroom right now. Can, we, please, can you please I, carry I on? I to eat? Yeah. Can you please carry uh, on? I'm dying. <laughs> uh, I will recommend our next movie right now, actually. I'm excited. What is it, buddy? But a buck of you, better, you, you better be excited. Because this is a movie that I've been wanting to check out for a while now because I'm, I, let me just double check the letterbox just to make sure that I'm not going to fuck us over with its availability. Okay. If I have to rent it, I, if I have to rent it, I'll rent it. I don't care. If I have to rent it, I'll rent it. I don't care. You sure then? Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I really don't. All right then. Yeah. Next episode, we're talking about Pan's Labyrinth. Oh wow! Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. No, we're 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 gonna talk about Pan's I Labyrinth actually next saw episode. that. I actually, the fucking you know Magnifique the, Opus of from Guillermo del Toro. Is that like your favorite? The, the, Pan's Labyrinth is like one of your favorite films, right? Well, I mean, from like del Toro or no, like in just general? in general. In general, yeah, it's up there. Um, but I, it's it for, for like in terms of like you know the for del Toro's filmography, it's like 
probably yeah, it's obviously up there. It, yeah. No, it's it's three. It's like number three because in front of that is Hellboy two, and then the best one that he's ever made, at least so far in his career, is Shape of Water for me. So yeah, I, well, well, that's interesting because I, I I think I, I fucking love Hellboy two. I have a very very biased love for Hellboy two, even though it is in gen in in general, it is a pretty good movie. Yeah, I consider Pan's yeah. Labyrinth like uh, I consider Pan's Labyrinth probably his best film. Um, actually, interesting enough, this around this time last year, I saw Pan's Labyrinth for for the first time in years because like the first time I had seen it was in uh, was in Univision because obviously you know Spanish filmmaker. Um, That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I it's, one, it's been a while since <laughs> so I've checked this one out. I've had the Criterion on my shelf for literally, I think, a year and a half. Oh, so fuck, it's, actually. It's a good, better, what better time to now than to dust off that fucking disc? Speaking you know? of Criterions, I actually just recently uh, bought um, Mikey and Nikki on Criterion. It's coming in on Wednesday. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Were you able to find it? Did you buy it off the website? Because I thought it was discontinued on there. Uh, it was on Amazon. No, I'm talking about the Criterion website. Um, I bought it on the criteria. Uh, I bought it on Amazon. The the criteria. Interesting. Yeah, not yeah. bad. It was for 20, it just it just it, it it sucks because some for some of the you know quote unquote less recent releases because like the third man even on Amazon it's like it goes up for like two hundred fucking dollars for the yeah, Criterion. Ridiculous. There's Ridiculous. so many films that like Amazon that um uh Criterion really needs to like get like you know get 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 their shit together and like re-release. Uh, because yeah. there's a lot of DVDs, there's a lot of DVD releases that never saw the light of day in Blu-ray. That'd be really well, I mean, nice RoboCop, the rated X version, oh, dude. which is actually on Amazon Prime, I think, or I think that, that it was on Amazon Prime for a moment. Criterion really needs to get get a hold of the of the whole bloody affair. Just re- release oh, yeah. that. That being said, though, I'm very looking. I'm I'm looking forward to my yeah. uh, uh to my eventual ship. Uh, my eventual shipment of Memories of Murder. Oh fuck! When that comes to... out later fuck, than the next dude, month. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It hasn't come out yet. Jesus. I bought that shit for ten dollars, bro. That's nice. I saved up coupons for the longest time. That's I loved nice, it. Nice. It was so much. It was so good. But yeah, next episode, next week, we're uh, next episode. We're talking about Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's a great film. Rent it. Buy the Criterion. Support this beautiful Mexican filmmaker because he is probably the the best Mexican filmmaker out there right now. He's great. (laughs) Nah, he is for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's valid. Yeah. That's valid. Uh, where can I'll we find take you, buddy? it. I'll allow it. Literally. Where, uh, yeah. you could I'll find... take that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could find me on Twitter at Summerall Cruz. Victor, where can we find you? You can find me at VicumCov on Twitter, and you can find the show at American Nerds. That's at American Nerds. Just, you know, it's 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 how it's spelled. You know, you go grab a fucking thesaurus, dictionary, whatever the fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you can also email us at AmericanNerdsPodcast at gmail.com. You know, you can send us topics. Uh, uh, usually, like, you know, basically, like, every week, we, we always put up a, po- a poll a post on uh, on our Instagram, you know, if you want to send over some questions, so you can send over some questions on the Instagram or the email. And that being uh, said, um, thank uh, thank you to everybody who responded with giving us our, your takes about not only the you know the Snyder cut, but also uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which just had his first episode yeah, fine. last week. Yeah, not bad. Solid start for that show, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we're yeah. There, 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 yeah. There's not much to talk about it uh, to, to talk about with that yet, so we'll get to that. Yeah. Later. But yeah, see y'all next week. Take care, y'all. Take Peace. care.